Thank you for calling the five-star hotline. Please insult Lightning and Holman after the tone. Holman, Lightning, Sean from Long Beach, long-time listener, first-time caller. How's that uh, speed bump of yours going? Mm. Oh, and Lightning, that rust bucket C20. <laughs> 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 ah, thanks, uh, Sean from Long Beach. Appreciate the call. Uh, how is the speed bump and how is... Lockjaw, I think, is uh, his question there for a Truck Show Podcast episode 143. Are we at 143? Uh, 143. 143. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So, Speed Bump, which is Holman's F100, is being resurrected. I'm trying to... I'm not aware of any of this. S- are you not? Mm-mm. You're really not? No. Should I save it for another episode? No, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't want to get my hopes up. So I'm trying to decide if I should get closer to you so I can punch you in the face, uh-huh. or if I should just listen. I think you would find this interesting. All right. I have a gentleman at work mm-hmm. who is a fabricator mm-hmm. and a, a junior engineer, mm-hmm. very talented. Okay. And he is busy right now with CAD, mm-hmm. uh, SolidWorks specifically, okay. developing the end tanks and the intercooler for your truck, the mm. engine. Uh, he is also making some great progress on the air intake system, hmm. taking over from where Bob Robe uh, left off. Bob is the a wonderful, a 40, now retired Bob yep, Robe. Fa- a 40-year vet of Banks Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had retired. And so this gentleman is taking over. And in an upcoming episode, we will have this gentleman, this young fabricator, mm-hmm. on the show to give you an update on Speed Bump. I would like that because I have not had an update on Speed Bump. In fact, I will tell you that I had a dream the other night, not even kidding, that I went to your single car garage. At my house? At your house. Okay. And uh, you had called me over and said, um, hey, can you come help me really quick? And I said, sure. You know, we live 10 minutes apart. Sure. So I showed up at your house and you had Lockjaw all pulled apart on a uh, chassis dolly. And body dollies, and we rolled them out into your driveway, and you had a massive pile of parts that filled up your entire lawn, and then you made me help you assemble your truck. Ouch. Yeah, and then I woke up really angry. Ouch. That is uh, that is when when Dad goes, son, get the belt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That you yeah. gotta get whipped with. I yeah. woke up. Mm. I was uh, I was I hated you, but I knew it wasn't real. But I was still mad at you because it reminded me of uh, it just opened old wounds. Uh huh. And uh, I went to I went to bed angry. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to change that dynamic. I appreciate that. between us. I appreciate I'm that. trying to to mend this, and I I want to bring because every day, every day, I, I work six days a week, mm-hmm. and I walk by Speed Bump every day, and I go, that's a good looking truck. It should be it's, on the road. It's too bad it's just <laughs> sitting up on jacks. Uh huh. Yep. Is it because our uh, faithful amazing, wonderful, loving audience has been giving you a hard time saying you shouldn't be uh, flaunting lockjaw when you've got other responsibilities. Just a little of that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to lie. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling the pressure, but I, I, right. I feel the pressure. I feel I don't feel guilty, but I feel like it's something we would do. And also it's something that I personally would like to so uh, you come to fruition. See, I would like to. I would like to take a ride. I want to go on a road trip in that truck. Uh, Seriously, I really do. I've told you that forever. And it does. And it is never going to happen unless I shepherd that into reality. Yeah, I have. uh, I have suspension all lined up when it's done with you guys, and. 
Then we've got a few other little things. I mean, it's pretty far along. You, it, it, it is. did do a lot of stuff. We, we won't be it. able to do as much as I think maybe Gail had originally planned. That's just it. Just is what it is. Mm-hmm. We're so busy, and we we don't have the staff with Bob and some guys retiring, uh, young guys, but they're not anyway. I feel confident about getting it to a position where a state where you can take it and it can actually run and drive and do what you need to do that with would it. Be, that's uh, that's that would what be I, that's what I'm trying. And then as far as Lockjaw, this is lightning by the way. Then Lockjaw, which is Holman and Ronnie from C10 Talk, gave uh, my 66 C20 that nickname. It is still just as rusty as ever. And there are some cool plans for that, which I hope to debut soon. And I do have some plans for it that I think will be. Kind of cool. I'm actually pretty excited about it. So people can follow along over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Holman, let's give out the Instagram handles because I think, do you have one for Speed Bump or do you not? I don't. I, I should probably do it, but I didn't want to go through all so the Let's old just content. put it on your Sean, Sean P. Uh, Holman, it, has, right? it has its own Facebook page. Oh, it does? Yeah. At Project Speed Bump. It hasn't Project been touched Speed in Bump. quite a while. But okay, we'll resurrect that. And then if you want to follow along with Lockjaw, that's uh, on Instagram and at Lockjaw, L O K. J-A-W, because that's the license plate frame that Holman got me. License plate. License plate. I'm sorry, did I say freight? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. License plate. Yes. And then also, uh, if you want to follow the uh, the jail, at ADVJP. By the way, almost has a thousand followers on it. Does it really? Yeah. That's a cool Jeep, though. I, that's I was why. on a random forum the other day, mm-hmm. and somebody was talking about my Jeep. Which That's is weird. weird. Yeah. You're like, oh, I follow Adventure Jeep. But you know what it is, and I think we agreed on this, and I got to remind you that we haven't started the show yet. Right. So we need to do that. I think the reason it's special, one of the reasons it's special, is there just aren't that many AEV Jeeps that have all of the AEV. The, the accoutrement. Find, yeah, you'll find AEV wheels, or you'll find another guy's yeah. AEV bumper. Or you'll find, you, this bits is the full, and pieces, Well, this but, is the full factory build, plus it has other goodies, which I'll after the intro I'll get into, like the, uh, the GFC tent and stuff. Because oh, i got to tell you about my, my road trip I just got back from. But here's what's funny. There's an event going on out in, um, I don't know, it's like Mesquite, something like that. And uh, a bunch of industry people were heading up the freeway as I was heading home from my road trip. I saw the Curry's vehicles on the way. I saw Synergy. And then I got uh, three texts and, and emails from people. Uh, one was uh, Jeremy Headley said, hey, dude, were you driving from Barstow this afternoon? I saw your Jeep. Another one was uh, uh, Lucio Tapia. Uh, used to work at K&N. He texted me, hey, I saw your Jeep. Another buddy of mine, hey, were you driving home on the 15 today? So I just think it's funny, like it's identifiable enough that people across free, the freeway, <laughs> right. like leaving town, saw me driving and they right. go, hey, there goes Holman. And I mean, look, you're me. doing funny. 70, they're doing 70, so yeah. they're seeing you at 140 miles right. an hour, right? Right, and they're going, hey, there goes Holman. <laughs> so I just, that's, I guess, uh, I guess I did right by it in terms of making it identifiable and uh, people are interested, so I just that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so on the Truck Show podcast this episode 143, we are going to be checking in with one of our faves, Josh Mazzaroli of Death Wish. Now, we've had Josh on the show at least once, maybe twice, I want to say, and he lives a very interesting and odd life. But the reason you care and it's relevant to you is because he has a show called Death Wish on YouTube and Amazon Prime and everywhere else. And we'll tell you more about it later. But if you're into uh, twin turbo Toyota Hiluxes, he's your guy. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, if you like really short school buses, where the do wheelies? The, the do wheelies where the transmission feeds directly into the uh, the rear diff. Uh huh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's how short him. it is. Yeah. So we got to start the show. But before we do, we need to thank Nissan. All yep. right. 
All right, so look, this is a great time. If you can sneak out of your house just for a little bit, <laughs> go down to your local Nissan dealer. And or if you can't, NissanUSA.com. I was just going to say, okay. you got to go on the website because you can salivate all over the the, uh, the new Titan. And the Titan XD, 400 horsepower. It's not an upgrade, dude. 400 horsepower, standard. Yeah. With uh, the 5.6 liter endurance V8. Most standard horsepower in its class. And uh, check out that new 9-speed automatic transmission, uh, that new bold look, all LED lighting, that... Uh, richly appointed new interior, that huge 9-inch command center. Here's the one thing that you won't get from the website where you really do have to uh, go down to your Nissan dealer, that exhaust note. I mean, we did, on our bonus episode, Holman, oh, yeah. I stuck the microphone out. It came through a little bit. Well, also, we had the revving between segments. I don't know if people realize that was the Titan V8 revving, and it sounded really good. When we listened back to it, I'm like, Damn, that thing it, sounds good. It's throaty. Yeah, it is. And the moral of the story is, if you can, get down to your local Nissan dealer. Do it. If not, go to NissanUSA.com. And make sure you hear that throaty V8. Mm-hmm. we we got to start the show. Okay. First, decked. Yes, decked. Decked. Decked.com. Are you- uh, D-bags and drawers and uh, D-boxes and all sorts of cool stuff. So wait, I want your review after having lived with the D-bag. Uh, I took it on my trip with me. And? It uh, held all my stuff, and uh, I almost left it behind. <laughs> that's not good. You just got it. <laughs> well, I I was camping, so it's big. That's a huge backpack. How can you just I, leave because it? Because I had to take it out to get to some other things, and I was really tired, and I was like just out of it. Did you drive away and then realize, oh crap? And yeah. Then you turn around and got much. it. I drove over it. Did you really? And it was totally fine. Did you really drive over? I drove it? Drove right over the top of it. <gasps> and I went, oh, that's weird. Was that a dead body? And it turns out <laughs> no, it was just a d bag, and it was totally fine. So I dusted it off. Okay. Threw it back. Everything was fine in there. Protected my gear, and uh, the the rest is history. So what you're saying is the D bag is as strong as their sliding drawer system. It's the drawer organizer for those of you who don't have trucks. And that, my friend, is where we start the show. The truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with. Truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Now, Holman, do you want to tell me about your crazy trip to Montana and back, or do you want yeah. to save that? No, I'll, I'll, let's do it. So, here's what I overheard okay. in the hallway. Yeah. Is that you watched a vehicle spin out and then roll yeah. in front of you. Yeah. It sounds like you might have feared for that person's life. So, I uh, I went to Montana, went to uh, go visit our friends at Go Fast Campers. I had a very narrow window because of all the stuff going on. So I left Sunday at 8 a.m. And uh, today is Tuesday where I returned at 3 p.m. this afternoon. I drove 2,249 miles. But you enjoyed it. You love driving like I do. Yeah. And then I popped the tent the first night. Well, okay. So I'll back up. So heading out of town, two hours into my drive. Not even two hours. Hour and a half into my drive. I'm at the top of the Cohen Pass. And uh, all of a sudden I see a giant puff of black smoke, gray smoke, and pieces of tire are raining down on me, and I'm swerving to avoid chunks of tire. Okay, so wait a minute. Hold on. You're driving your 2020 Jeep Wrangler JL. Yeah, my brand new Jeep. Oh. And I'm like, whoa! And I look through the cloud, and a lady, I'm in the number two lane. She's in the number one lane. There's five lanes wide. 
the lady in front of me had blown at least one tire, but it looked like enough shrapnel for maybe two tires. And I'm swerving to avoid all of the stuff. It's like, you know how like the, the X-Wing fighter blew something up in Star Wars and then like flew through the explosion? Sure. That's basically what happened. Okay. So I get through all that and look in front of me and she's facing me. Oh, no. And I'm slowing down. She's in about 55. And she's, we're going the same direction, but she's facing me. Oh, so she's, she's rolling spun, she, still. No, no, she spun out. Okay. And so she spun, came around, and is looking at me. And as I pass, she continues to go to, across the third lane, the fourth lane, the fifth lane. And when she gets to the curb on the side, catches a lip, completely flips in the air. And as I drive by, I look, and she's upside down. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I pull over right away, call 911. Two other dudes stopped behind me. They were rendering aid, made the call, went back to the lady. And I look, and it's an older expedition, like a 98. And all the tires are blown, just super dry rotted, old tires. No wonder that they that they blew. I start looking at the vehicle. Um, I, I should back up. She got out. They were helping her out. I had, because I was going on my trip, I had my camping gear, so I had a chair was for she, her, sat her down. Was she trip. okay? No cuts, no lacerations, no blood, nothing. She was walking around, oh, man, my, my hip hurts. She was really shook it up, kind of gave her a hug, calmed her down, sat her down on the chair, gave her some water. As the guys were kind of waiting for EMS to arrive, I walk over to see the expedition, and there's no damage on the hood, on the roof, on the side. So what happened was I go back to one of the guys and go, I thought she rolled. He goes, she did. I go, there's no damage. He goes, she never touched the roof. So as I was going by, when I saw her upside down in the air, she did a complete 360 and landed on her wheels on the side of the freeway. That's straight. Like uh, Matrix. Yeah, like Like Dukes of Hazzard. Hooper. Landed on her wheels. Is that a reference anyone would get these days? Hooper? Anybody over 50. (laughs) Um, But- it was crazy because I, I thought she was dead, right? Because, I mean, you see a vehicle at speed spin out and then roll off the side of the freeway. You're just thinking, well, that's it. And not a cut I'm on I'm really her. worried at that point you're going to see a body part yeah. fly out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just – so you know, I've done – you know, I've worked for the police department before and first responder training and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I was ready to render aid if I needed to. And thank God she was – I mean, she was definitely shook up. Um, but it was – she was like, I'm going to miss work. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be able to get to work today. And I'm like, lady. Oh, that shocks you. Just that, ha- you just had that shock. Yeah, yeah. I said, you just had a guardian angel like save your life. You know, like it was so epically amazing that she walked away from that, that I continued on my trip just thinking about it. Her name was Lisa. So shout out to Lisa. Said my prayers for her. Hope she's okay. But um, just crazy. So anyway, uh, continued on up and uh, drove until I got to um, Idaho. So then uh, I, I called a buddy of mine who lives in Idaho Falls, and I was going to be up by him, so I made it all the way up there for the night. And he goes, dude, I'm out of town right now, but if you want to camp, here's a couple spots along the way. I'm like, yeah, I just want something quiet that I can just pull not too far off the highway. He goes, all right, there's this town called Ashton, uh, Idaho, and there's a boat ramp. Just go down the boat ramp, and you, you just camp there. You'll be good. And I'm like, all right. So I find Ashton. I find the boat ramp. Cruise down, no no camping signs everywhere, all over this thing, right? So I, I get down to the boat dock, and there's, like, one of those Earth Roamer, like, full expedition vehicle that's also squatting on the opposite side of the boat. Oh, really? So I'm like, well, if he's going to stay here, I can stay here, right? And it's, like, 1 in the morning, you know, maybe midnight. And so everybody, it's, it's dark, everybody's sleeping. 
So I get as far away from everybody as I can, tuck in this little corner near the water, and my buddy's like, face east because the view in the morning will be really, really amazing. I'm like, all right, cool. So get ready for bed, pop the uh, the tent, and do all that. It's supposed to be like, you know, 48 degrees, something like that. Uh, it's it's 51 when I pop the tent. So go to bed, and all of a sudden I hear like a cannonball. It sounds like a fat 400-pound man launched off the boat ramp and did a cannonball outside. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Grab my flashlight. I'm like looking outside. You know, I'm thinking, is there somebody near me? Because this is, you know, nothing. So I text my buddy. I'm like, dude, I keep hearing all these sounds like a cannonball. He's like, ah, dude, it's beavers. Don't worry about it. Beavers? And I'm like, from Southern California, I've never seen a beaver in the wild. I don't even Especially doing cannonballs. I don't know what to do with that, right? And uh, and sure enough, you know, it's just I hear these noises, right? And then it's like, okay, so I calm myself down. There's no stranger outside trying to uh, get into my uh, my tent. And uh, and I wake up about 2 in the morning, and it's like 40 degrees. And I was like, oh, man, it's kind of cold, right? So I get out of the tent, grab another blanket that I have down in the Jeep, crawl back up in the tent, get myself all warm, and about fall asleep. About 15 minutes later, my whole tent lights up. And I'm thinking, what do you, what do you mean oh, it lights up? Brights from headlights. Oh no! And oh, going, I thought you were saying it's morning already. No, I'm going. It's probably the ranger or the local police telling me I can't camp here. So I stick my head out of the tent and I look right at them. They turn their lights off, backed up, and then drove away. So now I'm super sketched out, right? Because I'm like, what is going on with the quietest boat ramp in the world, right? Yeah. It's got beavers doing cannonballs yeah, and right? cops rolling up on so you. So I, I go back to sleep very lightly. And at 5 a.m., some dude comes to use the boat ramp. It's some dude, an old, uh, uh, older, like two generation, like GMT 900 Denali Duramax, with a little camo, like uh, aluminum boat. And I guess he's gonna go hunt waterfowl. And and, and, let, and let me guess, the the leaf springs on the trailer, like <laughs> exactly. But it's funny. It's just the dude and his dog, and his dog's name was like Rex or something. He's like Rex, get over here. Hey, hey, Rex, right? And so the dude's yelling at his dog, and he has a podcast on about the office. So it's blaring. It's like at at least half the volume of the stereo system. Oh, so great. So what you're hearing at full volume is that's what she said. Seriously, there was a <laughs> there was a discussion with Steve Carell uh-huh. about the UK versus the US version, and they were talking about that on this podcast. So now I'm laying here, and this dude's unloading his boat, and I'm hearing this, and it's like. This is a bizarre world right now, right? <laughs> so the guy takes like 45, 50 minutes because it's just him by himself. So it's like get the dog, let the dog out, dog's running around, back up the trailer, get the boat out, tie the boat to the dock, pull the truck and trailer out, park it, come back down to the boat, turn the boat on. He's got a – it's of course it's, it's a – It's an outboard two-stroke. It's, it's a pull start. Oh, yeah. So he's done, doing like 15 times, <laughs> finally gets the boat started, and then he like takes off down the river. So I fall back asleep very lightly. And all of a sudden, it's bright and sunny, and the sun is up. So I <laughs> so I unzip the tent, epic view, but super cold. So I'm like, I'm going to lay here. So for- wait, is, is that where you hear? A little bit. Okay. And I'm like, but I can't get up yet because it is 34 degrees outside. <laughs> and it is so cold that... Everything is crispy. Like, I can't move because everything I touch is miserable. It's like tent cold, right? Because it's all like you know, Cordura and stuff that's right. like stiff. And I didn't expect it to be that cold because I kind of looked at what the temperature was. I didn't think it was going to drop that far. I'm getting ready, getting dressed and changed and packing up the tent. 
Here comes the boat up the river with the dude and his dog. Oh, no, already? And he goes, hey, man, sorry, hope I didn't wake you up. And I'm like, no, I really enjoy the office. He goes, ah, it was a great podcast. So anyway, I continued up to- uh, Get a freaking muffler on that. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, anyway, headed up to uh, our, our buddy, uh, uh, Graham McPherson, who's been on the show from Go Fast Campers. Sure, no, wait a minute. You already have a tent on your Jeep. Why yep. are you going to a tent manufacturer? <laughs> well, it's their tent that's on my Jeep, and when- uh, Old Dominion delivered it. They stepped on the roof and creased it. And we're doing a mastic uh, flexible solar panel on top, but we have to have a pristine roof panel in order to Mm -hmm. stick it to. So they offered to send me a brand new tent down and just said, oh, we'll send somebody to pick that up. I'm like, we're prototyping and R&Ding the mounting system to the JL. And I go, you know what? Why don't I come up there? You guys can see how I mounted it. I can see the operation, see what you have going on. And they're like, hey, man, if you're willing to drive up here, that'd be great. So Went up there, they fixed my tent, took them out to lunch, and then they even uh, swapped out my tent fabric uh, for their latest version that has an extra door on the Is side. Is that because and... it was so cold that morning it snapped like an icicle? <laughs> no, it actually held up pretty good. So, okay. so I got new uh, new tent fabric upgrade, and then they showed me a bunch of stuff under embargo. Embargo. So I can't talk about that, but Graham's going to come on hopefully sooner than later and discuss some of the uh, really cool innovations that are happening in that space. And so, uh, yeah, so did that, and they left, and... Uh, Headed home and uh, found a little spot down by uh, Cedar City on the side of the uh, riverbank down there and camped uh, last night, this morning, and then drove the rest of the way in today. And then you called and said, uh, hey, are we doing a podcast today? Aren't you in Montana? And I'm like, <laughs> And oh, I oh. thought there's no way. Because it's funny because my wife always texts me on Tuesdays and she's like, should I make dinner or yeah. are we going out or you have podcasts? And yeah. I, I almost always said, oh, no, podcast. Podcasts. And she's like, oh, well, bail. And that's what I said. I said, podcast, like I always do. And then you hit me and he's like, no, I'm, I'm here. And I go, and I t- text my wife back. I'm like, well, no, I guess I'm going to podcast. <laughs> podcast. So you saved life and you got a tent. I mean, that seems accurate. So that, so that, so that happened. So that, so that, so that Yep, so that happened. That uh, that went down. Sure did. Okay, so are we calling Josh Mazzaroli or Catherine from Four Wheel Parts? Which is first? Uh, let's call Josh because Josh has been uh, trying to uh, talk to us for like a couple months now. And uh, I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to schedule him and send him the link. And I'm like, dude, I'm so busy. Just remind me. And I think he sent me like four or five reminder emails for the past several weeks. He's like... Just a reminder. It's like, oh, dude, yeah, I got to get that to you. And I've just been slammed. So I finally got it to him. He finally scheduled it. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Although the comedy is, right before the show, Holman texts Josh and says, hey, uh, we're going to call you shortly. And he says... Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> he had forgotten yeah. after all that. After all that. Uh, all right. Well, dial up Joshua Mazzaroli. Hello, hello. Is this Joshua Mazzaroli from uh, Death Wish on Amazon Prime? Wait, hold on. You guys say it like Death oh Wish. Oh, God. Am I the ninth caller? <laughs> yes, you Sorry, are. but no free tickets today. <laughs> All right, you can't talk. we got to play an intro. Don't move. Here we go. Truck Famous Hero Star VIP Ace Big Wig Hotshot Truck Famous Big Shot Big Deal Big Gun Big Cheese Heavyweight Superstar Truck Famous That's what you are. See, Josh, <laughs> you're truck famous, dude. Oh, getting to be that way, isn't I think it? he's more like 4x4 four four donk famous, to be honest. Donk famous? Oh, so I got to make a new intro? <laughs> donk famous. Exactly. <laughs> he's putting like Cadillacs on top of, uh, yeah, on top of K5 Blazer Every frames. time I talk about your show, 
my girlfriend goes, wait, is that the one they have the song about the beadlock wheels? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Sure yeah, is. Absolutely. That's Because last time we were talking to you, it was about an event. Yep. Right? Promoting your event uh, down in uh, New Mexico or yeah, somewhere or other. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, the Death Wish Mud Buggy Adventure. Unfortunately, COVID made us pivot, so it wasn't out west. We ended up doing it at Windrock in Tennessee. Which is an um, awesome spot. And by the way, are you from Silicon Valley saying a word like pivot? <laughs> You're not in the tech did industry. You, hey, dude, did you find any synergies <laughs> with uh, the mud buggies? Right? <laughs> let's circle back around and uh, let's pin this for now. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, we should all uh, have teamwork. Right. Let's uh, circle the wagons and we'll uh, we'll get back with you on that one. <laughs> Those are all uh, Silicon Valley-isms. Yeah, isms. <laughs> so, Josh, what the hell is going on with you lately? You uh, were on Amazon Prime right now and looking at episode after episode after episode of Death Wish. And it looks like yeah. the most recent one was published June 17th, 2020. So we've got a lot to catch up with you about. First off, we need to know how it's going with the series, with Vague Industries, etc. Man, it's been insane. Like... Growth has just been exponential. Uh, Death Wish show itself has been awesome because basically, like, the whole premise of the show is just being authentic and having fun with your hot, with your buddies, you know, doing hot rod. That's what we've done. We're on season two now. I think we just had first episode of season two published, like, last week. And then uh, that, that starts off with the Death Wish mud buggy adventure, which we filmed this spring. Okay, for those who don't know much about Death Wish, the TV show, or your Vague Industries, which is your car and truck building company, and then your, I don't know. Can we just make it really easy for people? If you you ever saw a short school bus that did wheelies with turbos sticking out of the hood, that was Josh. That was Josh. Yeah. Or if you ever saw a a twin turbo, is it LS Power? Twin turbo Hilux. Right. That's also Josh. Yes. So let me read a quick review. Cars... Mechanics, adrenaline, friendship, adventure, and reminding people of what fun used to be. Five stars from JR. He writes, I'm glad I discovered Josh in Vague Industries, along with Busted Knuckles and all other affiliated with this. Since discovering his crazy-looking Hilux, I fell down a rabbit hole of awesomeness that brought me back to my teenage years. Josh is definitely doing it right. And I also took something valuable from him that I will never forget. The quote... I believe the currency of life is experience. And negative experience holds more value than positive. I'm sure this is a quote from someone else, I'm guessing, but (laughs) I never heard it before, and I'm giving Josh 100% credit for introducing it to me anyway. So this show is amazing. It inspires me to get back to tinkering and having a great adventure. So that's one review of many that are on the Amazon page. Huh. It sounded like you were reading that, but I didn't know if you made that up or it's another uh, another review. That's a review that I just read off the website. Josh, let's go through some of the uh, recent episodes so you can bring us up to speed here, and then we'll dive back into Vague Industries and find out what you're doing on the mechanical front. Uh, like episode 13, mass burnouts for veterans. Tell me how this happens. Okay, so this is something that I've been doing for over a decade now. I've traveled 500 miles to go do burnouts. You did know, you travel or did you walk 500 miles, my friend? Don't even do that. I will walk 500 <laughs> miles and I will walk 500 miles. I, every time I hear it, I can't help Name myself. the band. Name the band. Oh, it's um, they're from uh, Ireland or Scotland. Yeah, it's, um, you're getting there. And it is um, uh, 
I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more. The Proclaimers. The Proclaimers. Yes. That's right. Oh, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. I failed this round of Guess That Bad Karaoke. <laughs> so you've traveled the ends of the earth to do uh, the Lord's work, which is burnouts. Yeah. So the Burnouts for Veterans thing is a... Uh, it's a pizza person. Okay. Oh, oh, Jesus thing. Christ. Hold on a second, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Pizza is at our front door, and they're Hello? blowing us up. Now Now Holman is is uh, answering the phone so he can go get our pizza from the front door of Motor Trend. Bear with us. Okay. Okay, perfect. I'll come out right now. Hold on one second. I'll be right there. All right, now you go, Josh. I don't know. Josh, do I have you back again? Oh, that's that's hilarious. So Holman just uh, ran out. Sorry about that, guys. He is out getting our pizza from Domino's, who is at the front door of Motor Trend trying to get in. They're not going to go on. There's no one in this building. We're like, no, we're the only two people in this giant building weighing its bowels. While he's out there, finish the story how you you ended up driving a couple hundred miles or wherever you went to do burnouts for vets. Yeah, Yeah, the burnouts for veterans thing is kind of a new thing. Uh, normally what it is, it's like this outlaw event. Um, it's unorganized, unauthorized mayhem. It's like fast and the furious for real. This usually 500 cars or so, and nobody's in charge. And there's like, <clears throat> there's no order of running or anything like that. We just show up in South shore mass and we go to what we call abandoned industrial lots. And the fact of the matter is they're not abandoned. It's just seven in the morning on Thanksgiving and there's nobody there, nobody working. So <laughs> okay. we just like flash mob, take over these parking lots and we do burnouts and we spin the tires until the cops come. Usually it's about 45 minutes. They show up and every, there's too many of us. There's one of them and 1200 people. So they roll in with their windows up and their doors locked and they make a presence and everybody does burnouts and donuts around them. And then they leave and we scatter like ants. And then we get back on the phone. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, don't pass this up. So they're doing burnouts around the cops? Yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing they can do. There's one of them. What kind of a small town are you doing this in? You couldn't do that on, you know, a, in New York or L.A. This is not a small town. This is just outside of Boston. Oh, okay. Dang. All right. <laughs> Go big. Like, the first time I went, we all get in, we all scatter as soon as the cops show up there was this massive like dent side ford 460 upswept headers no hood 40 inch dixie pecs and he pulls out into an intersection and starts blowing donuts like we're talking big leaf sprung basically a monster truck and he's blowing donuts on dry pavement in a red light and there was a cop right there and somebody in a v8s10 drifts around the corner and he gets pulled over so while this cop has this S10 pulled over, there's this mini Bigfoot blowing donuts in the parking lot, in the intersection. And as far back as you can see, there's a line of hot rods all doing power brakes, all smoking the tires. Tell me there's, so, uh, tell me there's, is that's those are my not, people, by is the that way. This, this episode or this is a different event? <laughs> so this was the first time I ever went to this event. Okay. So this year, uh, this past year, was the very first time somebody was actually able to put together a legal event. And like, I'm now kind of well known and easily recognized. So I can't really go and slip under the radar with an 1100 horsepower twin turbo wide body truck. Is it you though? Or is it the truck that's, uh, that's noticeable? Or is it the hat on your head? (laughs) I think it's probably the hat. (laughs) I think it's the name on the ticket or the summons. Hey, do you still have that, uh, (laughs) that big fluffy white cat that you pet in your chair at work? 
<laughs> Negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay, so then continue with. So you see this line of uh, of hot rods. Yeah, so there's a line of hot rods as far back as you can see, all smashing the brake and smashing the gas at the same time, and it's just mayhem. And every everybody takes off, and we scatter like ants, and we all get on our phones and reconvene at another industrial lot next town over. And we do that for 45 minutes, half hour, until the cops show up, and then we all run again. We actually have enough cars that we change the traffic pattern on 495, the beltway around Boston. It's insane. Now, is this sponsored by uh, by Johnny's Tire Shop, where everybody <laughs> right. can go? And uh... Well, let me ask you, does anyone blow the tires out? So I was in an event uh, a couple of Saturday nights ago. Well, old school truck events, they would go until the tires blew. Well, that's what, exactly, that's the kind of event I was at. And these guys had a had a, uh, a 16 Duramax, and they've designed this truck just for burnouts. And they'll start with a brand new set of treads on the rear and just go until they explode. And that's good time because, but the only problem is sometimes rubber, they don't explode. Sometimes they catch on fire. Well, these one did. Yep, and one turned into a balloon. Like it just went boom. <laughs> yeah, because the tire, the tread blew off. Yeah. but the kind of the it made it like a like the a carcass an was tube. still in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. See, uh, this this is the this is the greatest uh, business coup ever. If you live in a small town, and your grandpa owns the local tire shop. And business isn't so good because Big O moved in. <laughs> this is what you do. You start an internet burnout contest near the shop and make sure that on Monday morning, Gramps gets to sell a whole lot of tires. <laughs> Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, that's how it started. And then this past year, somebody put like a legal sanctioned one together and you pull up and you make a donation to the BFW. It all goes to veterans and it's, uh, you know, you don't get in trouble with the law. There's no risk. But it's still a good time. You still get to hang out with your hot rod buddies and smoke some tires. And that is episode thirteen. The most it looks like the most recent episode. Looks like uh, that's a blast. Going back, I mean, some of the stuff you've done: Power Stroke Diesel, Wide Lux, Road Trip. So the thing that people don't know yeah, about. Yeah, but I don't but, care what he's done. I, you can see that. I want to know what he's working on. Okay, but hold on a second. I, I do need to tell people what the what kind of the the storyline here for for Death Wish. I know we talked about it in previous episodes, but so Josh and his crew and uh, not. F- Fat Mike. What's his name? Fat Eric. Fat Eric. <laughs> fat Eric, right? Fat, fat Mike is his lesser-known half-cousin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fat Mike. How do we, there was a Fat Mike who was a DJ or something, wasn't he? Fat Mike? Everybody was a no, DJ. No, Fat Mike. Day. No, you should know of all people, Fat Mike is freaking in the band out of the Bay Area. <laughs> really? The band out of the Bay Area? The come one on, band? Come on. Punk band. Famous punk band. <laughs> fat Mike owns the, the record label. Green Day. No. <laughs> Give me a hint. I feel I, I'm you ready. This is gonna hurt. No effects. Oh yeah. See, you didn't say punk band. I did. I not say punk band. No, I did say punk band. I said punk band. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> okay, so he's with the guy from No FX, right, in his truck, and they going from town to town, and all he and his truck and everything they drive breaks all the time because it's made with just rando parts, and as they go through towns, the stuff breaks, and they have to find someone who will help them repair it. Just a a random citizen. At a gas station, at a Seven Eleven, wherever, dude owns Napa. and they're only allowed to keep tools, enough tools that'll fill their pockets. Like they're not rolling around with Snap On in the back or whatever. So they've got to ha- seek community support. So here's the thing about only having enough uh, tools that fit your pockets. This is where the dude who's been made fun of for having the dad cargo shorts mm-hmm. really comes in handy as a friend. 
<laughs> and he teams up with Leatherman so he can fix everything. That's right, right? exactly. Yeah. See, you get, those those people they need some props. So what happens though is that instead of this is the opposite of finding the bad in people. Like he is literally finding the good in America. So it's pretty cool. You get the warm and fuzzy, and they're wrenching and they're fixing stuff. And he's got the crazy adventures and and the Wild Bill hat that he wears. He still got the hat, <laughs> Josh. Oh yeah. Okay, that, good. That only comes off for one thing. What is that one thing? Uh, easy, was, yeah. easy. Family show. Family show. Cute enough. Family yeah. show. <laughs> What's next? What What do you got cooking here? Whether it be yeah, the Josh show? keeps DMing me pictures of like crazy things in the garage. Right. Things. You're You're blowing, dude. You're blowing pepperoni chunks mm, all over your microphone. So good. Do you realize that? <laughs> I'm so hungry There's right now. Pieces of cheese mm. now on the uh, the the yeah, windsock. Or okay, the muff or whatever. It, it's okay it. because only I use this microphone, so it's fine. Yeah, that's mm, delicious. <laughs> it's a good use of Josh's time right here. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Josh. Yeah, oh wait, hold on. No, it's okay. Josh appreciates okay. this. Okay. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, ice cold Dr Pepper mm. mm-hmm. from a hot rod fridge out here in uh, Motor Trend. So, Josh, tell us about Vague. What's Vague doing? Vague is your uh, kind of mechanical arm where you uh, fix up unfixable vehicles. Yeah, we specialize in the weird and unusual. Um, it's one of those jobs that, like, if they say it can't be done, they drop it off here with us, and then we do it. <laughs> and then you um, say it can't be done after about three years of it sitting in your yard rotting. No, they yeah, do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm going to fix that someday. I actually just finished building a uh, little pet project of mine. It's a uh, CNC tube cutter. So I now don't have to notch tube by hand anymore. I just... Draw it up in 3D and hit print, and the chassis pops out the other side, and saves me a boatload of work. Is it a is it actual CNC machine or what do you? Well, no, hold yeah. on a second. I mean, yeah, all yeah. the guys like so you're you know, growing up in the world. You have CNC machines in your shop now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like <laughs> cheating. Lincoln and all the company Torchmate, like they make those, right? So you're saying you made one or you bought one? Yeah, no, I made one. Well, that doesn't sound right. I still think that's cheating. I want to see Josh slaving <laughs> away notching tube all day. Hey, I've I've notched more tubes than almost anybody I've ever met. Yeah, you have. Oh. I've been notching tubes since I was a little kid. Yeah, that's why, yeah. No. That's what she said. Nope, yeah. no. <laughs> nope. I made one of those because I'm sick of notching with a hole saw and a grinder. and um, It's accurate. It's repeatable. We're looking to get into uh, like sort of the side-by-side aftermarket, uh, making bumpers and tree sliders and that sort of stuff. But we've got our staples, which are endurance off-road race cars like U4 cars, Ultra 4, or a lot of what we do out here is Pro Mega Trucks, which is similar to Monster Trucks. Well, well, okay, so wait, pump the brakes again. Pump the brakes. Did did we know that you were working on Ultra 4 cars? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I, have, I have no idea. Well, I'm gonna say that, that I'm saying yes because it makes us sound smarter. Okay, all right. So I guess yeah. we did. Yeah, no, right, absolutely. We yeah, we're doing ultra four. Why cars. would we not know that? We know everything. And then you're also doing <laughs> collectively the three of us. We knew absolutely. Okay. Yeah. This is this is a uh, this is a friend a sh- show. A shared brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you're also making what? Not rock buggies. Would you say? Um, pro mega trucks. Pro mega trucks. Are... So those are the smaller monster trucks, right? Yeah, pretty much. With big horsepower. Uh, and these, they don't yep. do, really do the the tricks that monster trucks do in like the stadium series. These are the ones that haul ass and, and then ju- lots of jumping, a lot of jumping, and yeah. it's more about yep. speed in these, correct? It's yeah, it's like motocross on a monster truck. Yeah, and it's more like ag tires, like tall, narrow stuff, yep. than the big yep. Yep. like yep. monster truck balloon tires. So it's a little bit, a little bit different in that sense where they. The, 
It's just a different look, a different vibe. So is that you racing nope. these the, the the cars and trucks that you're building, or are these for customers at Vague? Uh, mostly just for customers. How are you finding the time to take all these crazy adventures on the road, going across the country, and also have building vehicles and sustaining a living, like making <laughs> race cars and trucks? I got to tell you, it's a it's a dangerous balance. Most of the time, I sacrifice sleep in exchange for life experience. But can you remember the life experience if you're so sleep deprived? <laughs> <laughs> so when we filmed with Netflix for the fastest car show, I stayed up for, for nine days in a row. I only got two and a half hours of sleep every day. And then at the tail end of that, I was awake for three days straight with zero sleep, not a wink, because I had to rebuild the engine the night before because I blew it up on the dyno and then... Oh, I just did that driving home from... Miles an hour. So wait, so Josh, your meth dealer has made a fortune that day. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you, it is all straight and square as it gets. I don't even drink alcohol. I don't smoke cigarettes. So what I've come to learn is that my body is... Not a temple? Of <laughs> more of a vessel. I want to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> By the way, you have the world's coolest wife, and I see her oh on your goodness. Instagram and stuff. Like, you should give her a shout out because she puts Wait, up with this crap. Hold on a second, you're married and you do all this? <laughs> yeah, Lightning wants to know how that happens. <laughs> That's not even possible. <laughs> we, you and I would never get away with that, Holman. I mean, our wives are very forgiving, but we're not going on road trips. I mean, for I weeks on end. Just, so I could go Kaylee for a week. And I, yeah, Kaylee and I actually just I don't know two weeks ago. She just built her first car. She built a uh, 91 S10, the square body S10. <clears throat> okay. And she did a 5.3 five swap with an NV3500, which is just a half-ton, five-speed Is that the two-tone red and silver one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So that was her first build. You know, she busted her ass. It was so cool to watch her learn and grow and get the experience the whole thing. And the test drive of that, we built that in 11 days. And... The test drive was a 2,200-mile round trip to Holly LS Fest in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's actually going to be another episode of Death Wish coming up. So are the, are the cameras following you around 24-7? I mean, or is it just when you say, All right, I'm working on this particular build and we're going to go here, and they schedule the crew? Or is it one of the shows where no matter what you're doing, they're, they're taping? So the I think one of the things that makes the Death Wish show unique is like – we find ourselves in these situations that big fancy TV stars wouldn't be able to find themselves in because they have a camera crew. We have it as, as raw and skeleton as possible. Like we self film most of it. Um, Cause if I had 10 people following me around with a boom mic and cameras and um, I wouldn't be able to get the same engagement from, you know, strangers who want to help, you know, who want to express the kindness of strangers um, so we don't have a camera crew. So does it um, does it weird does it weird a lot of the pre, the guys out when you roll up in you know like a some Chevron stationer right uh, in the middle of the country and in you're a like nitrous Can you snorting us? short bus yeah right <laughs> and you've got a but you've got your camera out so how do you how do you walk up to the dude Can you help us? But I need it to be on camera. He's like son, well, I don't I know, I that, don't do camera. Or do you have waivers well, that they have to sign? It's 2020 now. Like everybody thinks they're a YouTuber and it's become pretty normal to have somebody out there with a cell phone or a camera filming themselves. It's yeah, it's weird, but like, it's pretty normal. I don't really get a lot of, uh, a lot of people turned off. And you know, if I send something's funny, like I'll shut the camera off and I'll explain to them, Hey, this is what's going on. And 
almost everybody's cool with it. They just, most people are good and they want to help. And if you provide them with an opportunity to do good, that does good for them. I'm down with that. As Holman asked, though, you've got a, it's a major network, Amazon. You They have to sign waivers, right? Yeah, right. So that's a buzzkill. So, kill. like, I mean, there's hurdles everywhere you go, you know? Like, nothing's easy. I think <laughs> if you've seen the show, easy. you're just amazed that the, that's even happening. You know, like, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, really? They're able to pull that off? All right, that's cool. Do you, do you <laughs> ship this off? Are you shipping each episode off to Amazon and they cut it, or how does that work? No, so that's where Busted Knuckle Films comes in. We partner with them. They're our production company. Uh, they get, you know, they get all the raw footage from us and the storyline, and they snip it all together, and we sort of together work together to put together an episode that we like, and then we give it to Amazon, and Amazon publishes it. Amazon actually tells us that they hate it, our captains are wrong, disapprove, and then we have to retry it again and again and again, <laughs> and eventually it goes up. As of uh, like last week or a couple of days ago, actually, we're we're now live on Amazon in Europe. Um, it seems like when you go international, the things that are super freaks are what people are drawn to. And I think in Europe right. they have this idea of like what America and trucks and four by fours <laughs> and whatever is is like. And you sort of like dial it up to forty three. And so I'm yeah, sure it's I, like a freak show to them. Yeah, I think that they're going to blow their minds when they see what us Americans get away with driving on the street. Yeah. Well, especially the Australians. We hear, in my job, we hear from them all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, we can't lift our trucks like you yeah. do. We can't add the all these accessories like you do. And it really makes them jealous. And it seems uh, really restrictive. But they have incredible creativity. They make big horsepower. But yep. the way they have to do it is there's a lot of regulations. A lot of rules. That, we don't ex- yeah. that you wouldn't expect Australians to have for, you know, especially the way they drink. <laughs> yeah, you, know you, I mean? could, like, never, ah, you could never drive are... any of my crap on the road in Australia. No, I, you no, couldn't even drive Camino, mine. The Wide Lux, none of it. I don't think you could drive my JL. I don't think you could drive my F one one hundred. You can't even do that here. Hey, let's. For, <laughs> yeah, and for, I don't think you could drive anything of Lightning's over there. For, no, you couldn't. So let's talk about the. Uh, are you just blowing right Lux. through that? You're just blowing right through that. Yeah, I'm blowing right through. <laughs> I want people to under to to learn for those n- new listeners that we have uh-huh. who haven't heard Josh's story. The truck, his big truck, still to this day, it's still on the road, right? The White Lux. Tell us about yeah. that truck spe- specifically, mechanically, uh, engine-wise, turbos, etc. It's a long story. I'll make it short. I picked this truck up abandoned in the desert of Phoenix. For It had been abandoned for 15 years and spent a week trying to get it running. And then the goal was to drive it from Phoenix to New Hampshire in stock form. It took me three months, three engines, countless strangers. And when it came home, oh, man. it had a turbocharged LS engine in it. it had a Crown Vic front and rear suspension in it. It was wide bodied. It was 10 inches on each side and, you know, made 500 horse or so. Huh. And then since then it has been on this crazy media tour, uh, because that was the trip I decided, you know what? I think I'm going to try to do this TV personality, go have fun with my friends in public thing. And it has crossed the country nine times in two years. I've been through 12 engines. I've done parking lot crank and rod swaps. It's been through 12 uh, transmissions. I'm trying to decide right now if I should send you to pick up my next vehicle or not. (laughs) Will it end up cooler than when you picked it up, or will it take six months to get here? (laughs) It'll come back with a lot more horsepower. Well, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. That's kind of a premise that we were were dancing on was – start a show like road to restoration throw a dart at the map you buy a random car on craigslist and then by the time you drive it three thousand miles all the problems are fixed i mean that's sort of true because that's going to shake out anything that you got going on 
But he's yeah, also so, developed a, a, a bunch of damage you weren't, you know, banking on. Well, there's that too. So yeah, yeah. It's, it comes back yeah. with a horsepower, but it looks like ass. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I mean, that was a little harsh. So, insult our guest like that? No, I'm just saying. I think that's part of the magic. So, <laughs> this truck's now got ladder bars, adjustable suspension. It makes 850 horse to the wheels on pump gas. Um, it's a pretty rowdy machine. And, and 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 were all the parts like? Did you find the turbos, or did you call Precision or Borg Warner or Garrett and say, "Here's what I need. I got a TV show. How did that work?" No, well, I mean, really, it was. Uh, the kindness of strangers. Like I didn't even want to turbocharge it, you know? And then this guy was like, man, this thing is so sick. You need to boost it. Like, man, I've lived for two months in a barn. I've been showering in a rain gutter. I'm done. I got to go home. (laughs) And then he pulled a gun to your head and said, no, you will turbocharge this now. (laughs) He came over the next day with a turbo, wastegate, blow off valve. Well, I mean, if he's going to bring you a turbo, then you have to, that's just the rules. He did. And that's what I'm saying. He succumbed to the 100%. pressure. Well, it's not the pressure. Those are actually the official man rules. When somebody brings you a turbo <laughs> and a wastegate, yeah. you put it on. Did you just say there's so many double yep. entendres there? When someone brings you a turbo, you fall to the pressure, right? You see what it did there? Yeah, Boost. 100%. Pressure. It's good. Easy? You guys are clever. Oh, yes. Not, Hold on a not second. Not so much. Wait. There we Normally, go. it's all an accident, Josh. You, you should know that by now. <laughs> so he brings you the single turbo. When did you twin turbocharge it? The turbo ferry. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> So when I learned I was going on the uh, Netflix show Fastest Car, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to know who any of your competitors are. It's supposed to be a surprise when you show up the morning of. But I have pretty large reach, and I don't think these film people understand how small this automotive community is. So I found out everybody I was racing, and I went, holy shit, I need way more truck. That's when like I stripped it down, and I had two weeks to build the thing. And that's when I stayed up for days and days in a row. I trailered it down to South Carolina. I blew it up on the dyno the night before. And then seven random strangers showed up at a buddy's shop. We stayed up all night and put new rods and pistons in it because I bent all eight rods. And then uh, I made it to the film shoot location. How did you not destroy the block? I don't know. I just got lucky. You got there two minutes early, so... Am I expected to uh, understand that in that two minutes you were able to replace all the rods? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I've got two minutes. Hold on. Let me fix this. Yeah, right. And then that day, uh, 55 miles an hour, I T-boned a camera car with that truck, and then I had to race the very next morning at sunup. Well, the camera car shouldn't have been there. Now, now, here's the question. This begs the question. You, you T-bone the camera car. He's got insurance, but do you have insurance on this? And if so, what does that insurance say this vehicle is? <laughs> and how did you it's convince a, your agent? Well, obviously, it's a 1977 Toyota Hilux. Of course. Sure. <laughs> sure it's it is. It's a 20R, a four-speed. <laughs> great condition. Low miles. Now, great condition, low miles. <laughs> At least on the current engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I only get... A thousand miles per engine. So, so wait. So you T-bone this camera car? Was it the kind with the crane on it? No, this was a like a rental minivan that they had. Oh, okay. They were doing rolling shots. They're like, hey, do a flyby, do a flyby, a little faster, a little faster, and a little slower. I never. Yeah, this is a brand new build. It's all new suspension. I've never like I'm, I'm the most sleep deprived I've ever been and will ever be in my entire life. I didn't tell them that because that would have been an issue, and then. 
I've also never driven this thing with 850 wheel horse. So I'm like, all right, screw it. You want me to go fast? I'm going to go fast. And I laid the pedal right to the wood and I had a fully automatic transmission. So once the turbo is lit, it bounced through all gears and my rear tires are doing 230 miles an hour while I'm only doing 55. (laughs) So I'm going to be a cool guy and just fly right by him with a big tire smoke. And I ended up in like a bit of a tank slapper and I let off the Ooh. throttle, but that's not enough because the tires are still doing 230. So, uh, like, it's it like you're on ice. Traction instantly. Yeah. yeah. So then I just T-boned the camera car with the door open, with the guy hanging out with this forty, fifty thousand dollar camera. Like I hit the camera guy. Oh. And then we all ended up in the ditch, and it was a big. I felt two inches tall. Was the guy okay? Yeah, everybody was fine. Tell me, they, they captured it on camera. Been, they did. They did. They didn't end up using it in the storyline because it didn't fit, and they were all weird about everything. And yeah, so of course they're yeah, not going to show know. that happening. You'll never see that footage. Oh, that's a bummer. No, that makes no. Sense. I actually drove all the way to L.A., went to their studio, and tried to get that footage from them. And they just weren't. They weren't going to give it up. Hmm. Yeah, insurance. No. Yeah, I, 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 I would it. just be like, yeah. I'd send my lawyer. Incriminating evidence. Need to, I need to have a copy of this. I'm perpendicular in the road. Both my windows are open and my hat blew off and they got the perfect angle of the hat blowing off because I was facing the camera guy. What about just like, a still hmm. shot of that? The hat like lifting know, right? off your head. Instead of calling it the hat, can we uh, can we get the specs? Is that actually a Stetson? Negative. No, I don't know what it is. I fall on my face a lot, so it's always something new. <laughs> okay, so that's a little bit about the Hilux. Is it still, what shape is it in today? I've got a lot of blow by. I just did. I don't. I don't remember if it was before or after I talked to y'all. I did a thirteen thousand mile road trip in the Hilux. Well, part, mostly in the Hilux. I drove from New Hampshire to Dallas. I dropped off a Turbo Five Three. Drove to L.A. Got in a '66 Chevy C10. Got that running. Drove it to Dallas. Did a Turbo Five Three swap. Drove it back to L.A. Picked up the Hilux. Somewhere in the middle, I blew up the Hilux. Uh, with Ronnie at C10 Talk, um, going around the block at his place. And then we I never heard with, that story. Now, how did you blow it no. up? Were how you, do we were, not know this? Well, were you were you running it hard, or how did that occur? Oh yeah, well, we so said I, just, around sideways, I just so. got done. <laughs> I just got done with Ronnie at C10 Talk, and he was like, "I got to go for a ride in this thing." I was like, "Yeah, no problem." I beat the crap out of this thing all the way to Phoenix, so we'll go for a lap around the block, and I'll drop you off. Well, I don't have a fuel gauge or any gauges for that matter, and apparently I was out of fuel. And when you try oh. to make 850 wheel on pump. I lean popped because I ran out of gas and bent a rod. So right then and there, next day and a half, I had to find the kindness of strangers. People delivered me a rod to where I sat, and I pulled the engine out and did a crank and rod swap right there. In the parking lot and somewhere. Can, at Ronnie's yeah, Firehouse. I, <laughs> Ronnie's did you use, firehouse. The, use the ladder truck to uh, lift the engine out? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I ended up bringing it down the street to um, Jason Bowman, Big Ten, and I commandeered his shop for a little bit. What's the focus the vehicle focus of the next season of Death Wish. How how about the Death Wish Mud Buggy Adventure? I can sort of tie things together with that. Okay. We just did something I called the Death Wish Mud Buggy Adventure, and I call it a mud buggy because I was reading Craigslist one day, and I saw a 1986 mud buggy, and I opened the ad up, and it was a third-gen Firebird on a K5 chassis. So ever since then, they've all of those car, four-wheel drive things, I've just called mud buggies. So... I decided I was going to do a four-wheel drive car off-road adventure. It was originally going to be in the West Coast, but COVID happened, and we had to move it to the East Coast. We did it at Windrock Park in Tennessee, 
And we ended up with uh, roughly a dozen cars that traveled from all over the country, you know, all the way as far as Arizona, Tucson or Phoenix or wherever. And did challenges and competitions with these cars. Like we went out for a trail ride and we played like Death Wish Hangman. And you had to get letters and you had to complete tasks to earn your letters. And one of the tasks was like, picking up trash or helping another competitor like community building exercises. And I've never seen so many people so excited to pick up trash so that they could get a letter of death wish to spell death wish across. Their window. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Some people only spelled ish and it was, so wait, that would have been me. Oh, wait, so you had die cut vinyl letters you were putting across the windshield. So you had to spell death. Yeah. Wish? So you have just duh yep. and da. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. DEA. And, yep. Oh, no, uh, you don't want DEA cruising across the country. I know. That would have been bad. <laughs> Might as well have um, the FBI. I'm all about ish, though. Yeah, ish is cool. <laughs> so one of the guys who showed up there, Sean Cross, he's a East Coast rock bouncer. You know, the hill killers, the spaghetti cages, bouncing up the hill with the high horsepower. He built By the way, I have seen group. all those bands with the VIP pass, every single one of them. Spaghetti Killer? No, was it Spaghetti Rock Bouncer? Rock Bouncer, Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so he built a boxy, like a square body Grand Marquis. There was stock drivetrain. He swapped it to a five-speed. He put a 05 up Ford Dana 60 in the front with like 36-inch swampers. And then in the back, he put a five-ton top loader with 53-inch Michelins and cut the quarter panels up to the win- uh, back window. <laughs> Wait, a top loader? What? A Rockwell. Where yeah. it's, a top, it's like a military two-and-a-half to like a deuce-and-a-half axle. Okay. So it's yep. the, it's looks it looks like a Ford 9-inch, massively big, but instead of the uh, drive shaft going into the front of it, it's like turned on its side, so it, the gears drop in from the top. Okay. Yeah, it's weird, but it's bomb. This is a five-ton axle, and oh, he built 53 <laughs> tires on the back. And the gear ratios actually ended up working to be like within like five miles an hour or something at 70 miles an hour. So it's perfectly fine for trail riding. I hear how <laughs> so much wine up, that thing makes on the freeway. <laughs> it sounds great. It's got a one-link rear suspension, and oh, one link—that's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic. So uh, it turned. Dude turned out to be a really cool guy, and I became buds with him. And he recently gave his daughter his rock bouncer. They reskinned it, called it Diva or something, Drama Queen. And now he is uh, making opportunity for her to do this rock racing with the Southern Rock Racing Series. But he gave up his ride for her so that she could have opportunity in life. And he then said on Facebook that he was going to start building his own rig. And I wanted to see if I could help him in some way because he's just a good guy and he deserves it. And I specialize in chassis and suspension. I've got all the equipment here to manufacture a CNC made tube chassis with, you know, with all the engineering behind it, run finite element analysis on it and make sure it's safe. And I offered him a really good deal. like a like a retarded smoking good deal on this chassis. And I get in an airplane. I fly down to Texas to go meet with Sean Cross, who built this crazy Grand Marquis. Him and I are both getting in that Grand Marquis. We're driving it, pulling a trailer from Texas all the way to New Hampshire. It's like 2,000 <laughs> no. miles. No, not in that. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. You're, no, you're yep. not. My, my only nope. wish that I have is not a death wish. It's that it has curb feelers. 
<laughs> I, I could probably make that happen. It, need, it needs um, to. It reminds me of my grandma's 79 uh, Fairmont or Fairlane. Fairlane, yep. Yep, that had the, uh, yeah. the curb peelers on it. The chrome ones? Because they had black ones for no, a minute. chrome. So Yeah, my Cadillac had those. Um, so we're driving that from the 2,200 miles, pulling a trailer all the way up to New Hampshire so that he can pick up the chassis that I'm sponsoring him. We're doing another episode of Death Wish with that. So the episodes that we do because we have a skeleton crew because of the type of content we try to capture we can't do with a real film crew and because real television not to say we're not real television but real television is so structured that it could never just jump on an opportunity like this for good content you know because you need to schedule work days and hotel rooms and meals and all of that for the whole crew and we don't know where we're going to be on day two of the adventure. You know what I mean? We've got a unique thing going on, for sure. It's definitely uh, what is magical about the series, for sure. You know, and right. makes it makes it real. Okay. I would give it five stars. Oh, would you now? Yeah, five <laughs> stars for awesomeness. Okay, hold on. And you know what? Wait, like, wait, wait. What, hold on, hold on. Five star review! Five star! <laughs> you, wait, I didn't it, say Emmy was going to give but him wait five stars. Is this the first time that we're giving someone else five stars? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, hold on. Congratulations. Dang. You have earned five stars. From See, there you go. <laughs> Hot damn. And you know, the as much as five star reviews matter for you, it matters just as much for our success on Amazon. Like, it's crazy how big a difference a five-star review will make. Oh, yeah. People don't realize that all those uh, algorithms on those big services, it's how listen through or watch through rate, like what percentage goes through. It's engagement. It's comments. It's back and forth. It's the five stars. That's why we always ask for five-star reviews because that stuff matters. So let me ask you this, Josh. Since we're talking about this, this, this topic, what is your most watched episode and which episode has surprised you the most by its response? Okay. So... We post on, uh, you know, we publish on a few different platforms. Um, you know, we put all our stuff on YouTube too. So we just want everybody to enjoy it. So, no, wait a minute, hold uh, on a second. You're charging me to watch it on Amazon Prime for a dollar ninety nine no, no, episode, no, no. but I can Amazon watch it for free. Is charging you to well, watch I, it on their I, platform. I understand that, but so <laughs> you're saying <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me? <laughs> <laughs> so I can go to YouTube and watch the same thing for free? Yeah, man. Okay. I mean, it's not free. You got to put up with the ads. Okay, good point. Good point. All right. So, so, so what episode? Tell me, tell me about that dynamic there. So it, it's it's interesting to see which episodes do what on which platforms because it almost seems to have no rhyme or reason. Um, some will pop off, and you we get three four million views on an episode on YouTube. You know, the next episode will get. 60,000 views, but then when we put it on Facebook Watch, it gets, you know, a quarter million, 500,000, and it's the same exact content. It's just a different platform. And it, it doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason, but one of our top top episodes is our first one. We had a street bike lawnmower where a guy wrecked, and it was just a bunch of dumb. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. Street bike lawnmower? Is this Monster Garage? What are you talking about? <laughs> We don't have time for stock lawnmowers. <laughs> we got Smart stuff. Why the next Death Wish challenge is just around the bend. Oh, the bend. That's right. Oh my God, he's got the down. Oh, you know that man. show. That show's coming back. Do you yeah. guys? Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have to talk man, to Jesse. Have... Well, uh, if you can find him in your Rolodex, I don't think he'd want to talk to us. I. Why would he not want to talk to us? I don't know because he's busy. Doing real life I, stuff? As far as I know, he's got the same cell phone number. I could call him. You should, you should do that. I'll text do you have him. a self-esteem issue? 
All right, so Josh, it sounds like you've got a lot to watch. If for those who haven't seen Death Wish, you can either get it on YouTube or if you've got Amazon Prime, recommend that. And most people do have Amazon Prime these days. So get to Amazon.com and just search for Death Wish Show and it pops right up. And uh, that's where you should check it out. Or if you're looking for, if you're in that neck of the woods, hit up Vague Industries. Now, no one will answer the phone because Josh is never there. But when he is there... Um, hey, he he, res- make he you- responds on uh, Instagram. That's true. Hit him up on Instagram. He'll make you a custom uh, tube chassis for just about anything you can dream up. Yeah, truth. All right. I've got uh, one more short story I'd like to tell you. Something we've got in the plan. We'd like to hear it. Um, so through this whole Death Wish thing, I've built a pretty good core group of guys locally that are my crew that I can lean on, you know, my good friends. And... We all have gotten to a point where we kind of need each other because I'm good at this and Derek's good at that and John's the resource for this. So we just decided to pick up three of those Japanese mini trucks, the little key trucks. Yeah. Yeah. So there are three identical mini trucks. The ad said could probably make one good one out of the three and probably was a huge stretch. And Josh said, hold my beer. I'm going to make three good ones out of the three. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah. we got this these trucks and this is what we've come up like so they're they're all in various states of condition like one of them we tried to winch onto the trailer and the engine fell out and it got hung up and, <laughs> um, so one of them is got like no floors in it it's all rotted but it's pretty straight like really straight the other one is pretty clean like it's a little bit of rust it's not super bent and indented but it's missing a door. And then there's another one that's rust free, but it's been rolled over. So they're all messed up in some way. And what we've decided that we're doing is we have three team captains and each team captain has put five disciplines or challenges into a sealed box. So there's 15 challenges in the sealed box. We only know what five of them are our own. We take these trucks back to our shop have, assemble our own new fresh team of, of builders. We're building all three of these trucks in secret. We reveal them to each other <laughs> on the day we reveal is when we open the box to find out what we're competing in. So it could be drag racing. It could be off road racing, rock crawling, mud, whatever, but we have no idea what we're competing in when we build our trucks and the team captain, each team captain has the ability to remove one challenge undisputedly. So we end up with 12 challenges total. That sounds like 11 too many. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a lot of confidence, huh? <laughs> no, he doesn't. So when does this start? So we have the trucks. Um, I know that the other team captains have started assembling teams and uh, collecting parts, but I got to be careful what I say because I can't have them knowing what my build is, but it's going to be freaking awesome, boys. Supercharger? I can't tell you what I'm doing. Oh, Solid axles, front and rear? I can't tell you. What I can tell you is that every one of these trucks is going to be blisteringly fast. I, like, all I hope is that you can do that with 2,000 pounds in the bed. <laughs> Josh, what does one of these trucks weigh stock? Guess. Just guesstimate. 1,500. Uh if I had to guess, I would say like twelve hundred. <laughs> so you could put a Hayabusa engine in these things. And oh they yeah, would haul for ass. sure. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, there's no reason why you couldn't put a blown four fifty four in it either. <laughs> yeah, will the, will the engine compartment fit an LS? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> that that None of that matters. The engine compartment in my Hilux didn't fit in LS. Noted. Just, just the tone of his voice. He was, yeah, he was like, no. Yeah, like, dumbass. Just, yeah, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time today. Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. So uh, hmm. we're going to need the, uh, the follow-up. When you're ready to unveil your key truck, um, I think you got to come back on and we need to talk about it. And send us some photos yeah, so we can share on social and point it back to you. Let's not lie. We're not very good with social. That's not true. We will. Okay, just check it. We will. You we'll will. Try. We'll you try. will. I will. We'll try. Yeah, I'm yeah. still waiting on my T-shirt. Well, you're supposed to drive out Wait. here in studio. No, no. Hold on. The, it's no, 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 bad, no, no. bad contact right now. Oh, the phone is making no, noise. No, no, no. It's right here. His T-shirt's right here. Well, that's true. So there that's is coming. a uh, there is a box of shirts behind Holman. Yeah, I'm touching your shirt right now. Do you I have to drive all the way to El Segundo to get a damn shirt? Yeah, and to get your wallet. See what he did there? <laughs> so when are you coming to L.A.? When can we actually go have a beer? Well, I don't think we can have um, beers right now. Are we yes, we can. To? Yeah. Out, outside? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Isn't California like, falling off the map right now? No, no, no. Dude, I had a beer outside at a restaurant two nights ago. Yeah, but not in L.A. County. Did you? I'm in Long Beach in L.A. County. Okay. Yep. My county, south of here, where the free people live, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot better. I- I'm telling you. <laughs> It's open. Okay. It's open enough. All right. It's open enough. Josh, get your ass out here. Sir, yes, sir. Okay, good. Amazon, YouTube, just look it up, Death Wish. Uh, and at yeah, Vague Industries on uh, the old Instagram. Uh, he's always got cool stuff, videos, and what he's working on on there, and um, that's always a fun one. And if you DM him, he'll probably uh, write you back. Minus yeah, usually. M- minus the, uh, the sleep deprivation, Josh has got a pretty cool life. Yeah, yeah. We just want to have a great good time with our friends. Josh, you're the best. We appreciate you uh, carving out some time to check in with us, and uh, <laughs> you're definitely doing the Lord's work. All right, boys. You take care. All be right. good. Right. Be good gotcha. at it. Let's talk soon. I, I want to know about those key cars uh, when you get the uh, when they get the trucks done. So let me know. Ten four and ten ten on the side. All, All right, right, brother. Later, See skater. Ya. All right, Bye. Captain Holman. How are you feeling about some email? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say let's land that plane. All right. You email. Yeah. Ten four. <laughs> you email. No, what would I say? Copy. Oh yeah. Or Roger. 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 No, did you? You just got all distorted. You're like, all right, and then it got distorted on you. Roger. Roger. Clarence. Clarence. What's your uh, Victor Vector? Vector Victor. Oh, yeah. uh, what's, your, what's your Vector Victor? Where's your email inbox? No, it's over, Unger. <laughs> you email. Yeah. I email. Do Who's going first? Oh, I am. All right. All right, I'm going to start with uh, (laughs) uh, one from Lars. The subject line is, I agree with Jacob Boone. Oh. Hey, Lightning. Yep, that shop talk intro was terrible. Oh, (laughs) man. You know what we need, man. Shop talk. Shop talk. <laughs> All right, so that's what he's referring to. I'm writing this email as you read my email about you being on either side of my truck speakers. <laughs> Honestly, laughing out loud again, yes, Holman, my truck is 13 years old, so. And? I'm sure the speakers are original, but they still do work. And five stars. <laughs> All right, I got one from our friend Ray here. 
That's so weird. Uh, me weird. being in one ear yeah, myself you're, you're is awful. Now you're in both ears. No, now I am. I'm, uh, okay, yeah. so our buddy Ray says, uh, Lightning Holman, I'm sorry I'm late in listening to episode 141. He's not late. He was late by a couple days. I uh, just wanted to say I think you did a great job explaining the situation, and I support you guys through this whole thing. I hope Trevor and Nicola, so he's talking about our, um, I wouldn't say. Us being used? Us being uh, pawns. Pawns. Uh, anyway, I hope Trevor and Nicola ultimately prevail and make it to market in honest entrepreneurial fashion. You guys did all the right things. I hope it turns out well for all. Except I hope the short sellers that drop the bombshell all lose their asses and their assets. And that's from our friend Ray. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't. We. I don't think Holman and I want anything bad to happen to anyone. And we're both actually uh, anxious to see the badger. I mean, we- yeah. Let's see what happens. I. I. I my whole point is. Um, Still some great ideas in that building, and they're still moving forward, and I uh, would love to uh, continue to be uh, a part of that story in some way, and it's sort of weird that we are in the uh, footnotes of automotive history. I don't know if we're in the footnotes. Maybe the index deep down at the bottom? Real deep. Yeah, real deep. So I I got a DM. I should have printed it out, uh, but sorry to print out DMs, uh, from a dude who said, uh, hey, uh, so is it Badger if it actually happens, or is it Cybertruck? And I go, well... No, that's a fair question. I think... To me, it's Badger if it happens. To me, it's also Badger, but I have a feeling, the pit of my stomach, that the Badger won't be as we saw it. Now, that's not based on anything. Oh, I disagree. I know people who are working on it. Yeah. And it's going to be badass if it continues forward. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, if it does turn out... And so that was kind of my answer. If it turns out how it was sold to you and I in Arizona at their facility, then it is Badger. If it's if it's shy of that, it's Cybertruck. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, what are we? It's a subject line from Yannick. Hi, guys. This is Yannick. Yes, you said that. Uh, here's a simple question. What are we? Truck show mafia or truck show fam? Always hmm. keep up the great shows coming. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Um, that's a good question. I was thinking, what should we call our truck show listeners? Do uh, we need a name for them? Yeah. Uh, maybe payload because they're along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a no. No? No, no. no. Okay. A, no. Um, how about, uh. Truck buddies. Truck buddies. It's weird. Yeah. Also a little bit long. Truck buddies? Truck nuts? No. Oh. oh yeah, truck yeah. nuts. Truck nuts. Because they are nuts for trucks. And there's a double entendre in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, No, 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 no. Stop there. Let it soak in for a minute. I don't know that you're going to be able to top truck nuts. Trucker Jones? No, definitely not. Oh, okay. See, I told you, you're not. You you went to the top of the mountain. Truckeramas. See, you and then you went down the other side instead of instead of looking around at the clouds. You're like, wow, I'm way up here. I've conquered the world. You just went over the crest and went down the hill. Truck nuts. Truck nuts. Unless somebody else has a better name. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear, what do you guys want to be called? Like, when we refer to our listeners, what should we call you guys? No, I think they are our truck nuts. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for saying truck in front of that. <laughs> well, I, I think it works. So, uh, thank you, Yannick. I, I love the the idea, and I think you're our first truck nut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I got one here that says, agreeing with Holman. Uh-oh. Hi, guys. Been here since episode one, and this is my first email. Firstly, I agree with Holman. Uh, that would be H-U-L-L-M-A-N, which is 
I love that. Funny. Yep. Thank uh, you. On the F-150 thing. But here in Columbus, Ohio, we have a bit of another pandemic going on. It is Raptor Grills on stock F-150s, and it doesn't sound that bad. Oh. But the wide truck markers the Raptor Grill have have no place on an F-150, in my opinion. Secondly, I have an 04 Nissan Xterra and consistently look around the aftermarket area only to be disappointed of what I find. What's the reason for this? Or could you help me out? Finally, in an earlier episode, you spoke to someone from Baja Chassis School, and I can't remember what the name of the school is, thinking maybe you could offer a refresher. Keep up the five-star job every week. Five-star review! Five stars! It really keeps my Monday going at 5 a.m. Yeah, buddy? Yeah, buddy! And that's from Joel. Um, Okay, so, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of the Raptor Grills on stock F-150. That's as bad as putting... A BMW M badge on, on a non-M a, yeah. car, putting an AMG badge on yeah. a non-AMG. Dude, everyone that you want to think that it's that car yeah. is smart enough to know no, that, that it's, it's not, not that car. You're not fooling anyone that's important. What I don't like are uh, those grills that instead of saying Ford because it's trademark infringement, say zero 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 zero. They're the Raptor grills, yeah, and it's o o o o instead yeah. of f o r d. Those just look super horrible. I don't know why you would ever put that. And I see them all the time down here. Um, on the Xterra, um, look for uh, a search term on Google for Titan swaps. Oh. And uh, there's some interesting things you can do with Xterras. I can't remember what year it starts with. Uh, but anyway, Titan swaps to Xterras and Frontiers. There's some cool suspension and things like that. Uh, on the what fa- about a uh, – hold on. What about with the uh, the 5-liter Cummins? Can you do any – could you drop a Cummins into a uh, no, but No, but you can do a 5.6 uh, endurance V8 gas. Oh, wow. And so there's a, a, quite a few people out there do a uh, a V8 from the Titan and the front suspension from a Titan and some other things because they chair, uh, the F-Alpha platform is a modular platform. So the sm- there's a smaller version for the uh, Frontier and Xterra and a bigger version for the Titan. So there's a lot of interchangeable parts. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then the uh, school we we're talking about was the the Fab School, right? Uh, yeah, that's Fab School in uh, Riverside. R- Rancho Cucamonga? Rancho Cucamonga. It's somewhere in the 909. Yeah, Inland Empire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fab School. Just Google it, pop right up. I think they have some ads I think it's it. actually the Fab School. The Fab School. Okay. Thefabschool.com? I think so. I don't look. Everyone use Google. We should just look. Type it. Yeah. No, no. Listen, Fab School. You're going to find it. Uh, the Fab School. It's literally thefabschool.com. All right. Perfect. Decked system spelled incorrectly. He spelled it D E C K T. Oh, like duct tape. No, that's. <laughs> d- How many people, by the way, think it, it's duct duct tape. tape? It's not duct tape. It's duct tape. Duct. Do you see? Although there is a duct tape, know, which is a brand, brand of duct tape. That's just anyway. Someone, yeah. Keep reading. You know why though? Why is it called duct tape? For AC ducts. Yes, air ducts. Yeah, a lot HVAC. of people don't know that. No, I do. Okay, well, HVAC. some don't. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, so, decked system from Chris Whipple. Uh, I think there should be a system for on the ground in the back seat of your truck because I'm getting tired of my kids kicking my tools out of the door as they climb in and out of the truck. I wish they had their own spot in the back seat. I guess he's still talking about the tools. Uh, love the regular decked system. However, I need more volume in the truck bed than the deck system does for me. Thanks again. Keep up the great work. Uh, well, you could get a a couple of D bags and uh, fasten them to the back seat. You know, people sometimes put their like their Jansport bags or whatever right on the on like the, hang on them the back, on the back seat. Yeah, the seat bags. On, yeah. So why couldn't you do that with a uh, with a D bag? Couple of D bags. It's an idea, I right? I mean, you could. Yeah, or you could call Greg and say, "Hey, we got more ideas for you." We could do that. We should do that. 
We can or, have Greg or on. Chris Whipple Sue. could do that. Chris, Greg pick up the at, phone. Yeah, Greg at deck.com. Yeah, Greg at deck.com. But you do that on your computer, not on your phone. Right. We could do it on your phone. You could do it anywhere. All right, you fine. Want. Greg at deck.com. All right, uh, I've got one here. Oh, this is our friend Alex Fritton who was talking about uh, you putting your foot in your mouth. Again? Well, uh, he's. Uh, remember we told him to uh, find the timestamp and send it to us? Mm hmm. Says uh, Jabubli and Hubba Bubba writing back to Lightning's request to know when he stuck his foot in his mouth. When you read my last email, that would be episode 127. Email starts at one hour, one minute, and 26 seconds. Foot in mouth at one hour, one minute, 50 to one hour, two minutes, and 10 <laughs> seconds ish. Funny to hear mini banks, Lightning, hop on altitude before hearing about my using a banks product. Just poking fun in my last email. In all seriousness, I agree about altitude and see a turbo diesel in my future to make up for the lack of O2. For now, I'll get my fix in the equipment and rigs I operate for work. Thanks again for the content and the read. Keep mounting those key engine parameters. Mounter, monitor, key engine parameters. And he says, uh, P.S. Lightning attaches a screenshot of the programmer I bought. Are there any new flashes or programs available for this unit or any other products you'd recommend for up here in Vail, Colorado? And uh, you might be able to tell us from Amazon. I don't Let know. Let me take uh, a look here. That is... I, that is the smallest photo I've ever seen. Well, it is a thumbnail. Okay, it is. God, I'm going to try and read it here. Hold Cart on. details. Do you want me to pull it up? I sure. Up. Alex Fritton. Banks Power 66411 Auto Mine 2 Programmer Handheld. Yep, uh, nothing new for that guy. Same old, same old flash program there. Yep. Uh, no, that's a, it's, a, it's a great unit. We sell a lot of them, the Auto Mine 2. Uh, but uh, no, that's not a unit that we are probably moving forward with in the future. It's a great unit, but uh, we're doing a lot of inline tuning now, and that means uh, I'll explain it some other time. I think people know what inline tuners are. No, they don't. Okay, I know for a fact they don't. All right then. Should I explain it here? Uh, if you do want you think, to. I don't want to bore people. Do you uh, think it's interesting? Too late. <laughs> it is too late. Let's just do a. We'll just do a topic on it later. Flash tuning versus inline tuning. Yeah. Okay. I'd yeah. be into that. All right. We'll sign you up as a guest. I'll send you the uh, scheduling link. No, we have, let's, we'll have Gail on to talk about it. Okay. I don't need to be the expert. Okay, then. Could you read the next email? Oh, I didn't know you were giving me an email. Okay, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Duramax subject line from JB. I have a 2018 Chevy 3500 single rear wheel Duramax that I used to pull my 32-foot bumper pull camper. I'm looking for a reliable tune or any other bolt-on parts that would help with mileage uh, and some power. I could put a cold air intake on it, but that's uh, basically everything else is stock. Oh, and I sent a picture of the truck and the camper. A pretty cool camper. Looks like it's in the high 20s, maybe 20, I don't know, 6, 28 foot. That's just a guess. Behind is a beautiful L5P Duramax there. So, all right, here's what you do if you want to um, have the only things, that, in my opinion, that you can do to increase fuel economy is uh, better airflow, better, uh, easier in, easier out. So start with your cold air intake, one that has a high flow filter, and then one have, that has a high flow filter that sits right next to your turbo. Uh, well, it sucks in all that warm engine air. Nope, nope. Thank you for bringing that up. This has to be a closed. Right, unit closed. My hood that, is closed, and I have a thin piece of weather stripping <laughs> on uh, a three nope. D printed uh, fence. Not that either. No. Huh. This is a unit that is completely sealed and draws air from, from the inside of the engine nope, compartment. from outside the air because you do not want hot air. Huh. You do not want hot air being sucked in. You will lose power the hotter what? the air is getting. Yeah, exactly. You may have heard this from some of our uh, guests. Huh. Yes. Yeah, so you want to start with a real cold air intake. And what is not- Now, are you saying a real cold air as in the sense that it 
sucks from the outside or a real cold air intake that is brr, so cold? I'm saying from the exterior of the truck. Okay, got it. Right, okay. And here's the kind that's not a cold air intake that is advertised as a cold air intake. Oh. It's a tube that goes from the turbo inlet. Yeah. All right. And then ends, it's just a tube and it ends with an open air element that you can see. So if you pop your hood open and you can touch yeah. the filter right there yeah. and there's nothing surrounding the filter, what is it doing when the hood's down? It's uh-huh. sucking in hot air. Hmm. So that's going to cause you to potentially lose power when the engine's very hot, uh, okay, when hmm. it's heat soaked. I so like the a- tubes that go straight down and suck in uh, air down by the tire so that when you go through any water crossing, you hydrolock your engine. I know, Those but are that's my a favorite. different situation. A cold air intake is one that actually draws in cool air from outside of the vehicle where it's the coolest possible it's, it's not frigid air. It's no. you want you want ambient air, it's, not ambient. It's cool. Yeah. Like it's cooler than what's right. under, the, under hood. the hood. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is you want to reduce as much back pressure as you can on the tailpipe side. So, for example, you don't want the engine to have to work to get the exhaust out. So that is the biggest possible exhaust, five inch if possible. And on yours, there are plenty of five inches to choose from. What about A lot of manufacturers make those? What about tuners that say that they are an economy tune? What does that mean? That means they're probably reducing your power. Because the but, only way but maybe that, you want that. Uh, well, I don't know why anybody but would maybe buy you a don't. 2018 Duramax and then want maybe less power. Maybe daily driver and you don't need 900 pound-feet of torque. You should have bought a three liter. Okay. I mean, so the thing is with the tuners is that uh, there will be some guys that that claim that they will deliver better fuel economy. That's very, very hard to achieve with a tuner because most tuning devices, which is, whether it's a flash tune, which is changing the, uh, the, the, the calibrations on your actual ECM, or it's an inline tuner, uh, which is fooling the sensors on your truck and lying to your ECM and commanding you know, a different amount of fuel and boost, both have a very difficult time saving you fuel because they're, they're designed to give you more power, which means they're commanding more fuel. And in most cases of good ones, they'll command boost but as well. But can they decommand fuel? They can, yes. Can but you make a 30-mile-per-gallon Duramax if you wanted to? Yes. Without ruining anything? It'll be slow. But I don't care if it's slow. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's too fast from the factory. I don't need that much truck. And I'd rather have really awesome fuel economy and super low EGTs. And will it swill less def if I do economy tune? Is that a thing? Yeah, it will. I guess in theory it Maybe would. I want better fuel economy and def economy. I mean, you're not going through that much def. I'm just, I'm just uh, playing devil's advocate here. I'm trying to learn, Professor Lightning. No, I, I honestly, it's, it's very, very difficult with modern diesels to get better fuel economy, except for less on air, the right air, foot, pal. Air, yeah, less on the right foot. That's, that's the bottom line. It's just so what driving you're saying like a grandma. Is your new pedal device uh, is great for fuel economy? Not necessarily. Again, if you want high performance with most. Internal combustion engines, it requires fuel. So a diesel engine is a giant, as Gail would say, Gail Banks, is a giant air pump that Suck, requires- squeeze, bang, blow. That it, it's a giant air pump that requires fuel to run. Okay? It's an air- Listen. Okay, so you have a pedal monster, and if I wanted- do you, What are your settings? Stock to 10? Uh, so it's stock, city, sport, and track. And what it, if there's you, 10 levels of each. What if you did an eco mode- that deadened the pedal even more to help people from bearing it so much. Our competition does have that. Oh, interesting. And we chose to not. Why? It's a serious liability. Hmm. Imagine that the... 
pedal device, mm-hmm. your throttle sensitivity device, is intercepting your pedal command, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's plugged into the uh, connector yeah. atop OBD your foot, keyboard. right? No, no, no. Oh, no. on the pedal side. It's it's intercepting your pedal. Yeah. Like there's a connector on yep. the top of your yep. big toe, right? And it goes to your ECM, and it's drive-by wire, right? Yep. So it's converting a zero to five volt signal, okay? And zero is at the top, and five volts is floored. It's as simple as a you know a car stereo knob. Um, it's more complex, but that's the gist. Imagine, though, that I take away power, all right? So you're three-quarters throttle, and I'm only giving you one-third. Um, Hence, saving me fuel economy. Yes, but what happens if the pedal module fails and you're three-quarters to the floor, but I'm only giving you one-third throttle? I don't know what happens. You lurch forward, you haul ass, and you rear-end the guy in front of you. But how's that any different from it's making called, it more sensitive? It's called unintended acceleration. Because well, if I, I understand that. Now, flip, flip the equation. If I give you a lot of sensitivity, you're one-quarter throttle, and... You're and saying I'm, that it, if the aftermarket module fails, not if the pedal fails. Yeah. Got it. So the aftermarket module Understood. fails. Okay, so okay. I'm, I'm a quarter that's, down. That's fair. And I, I'm giving you three quarters, and the module fails. Well, you're still only at a quarter, so you right. slow down a little. Yeah. But what you don't want, and the same thing goes for valet mode, which a lot of the guys have too. They have valet mode, which basically deadens the pedal. So if you've got a Corvette or something, you don't want the valet hauling around or your kid or your wife or whatever, um, this deadens it. Well, if that sucker fails and the the kid or the valet's got the foot to the floor and all of a sudden the module turns off and gives you 100% throttle, guess what? You're totaling that car and anyone in front of you. So we chose not to do that. Hmm. All right. Interesting. I mean, we fought about it. We're like, dude, this would be a great feature. Yeah, no, it is and, a great feature. I'm just trying to help the guy who wants more fuel economy out of his truck. So, again, air. It's all about air, especially in Or the less right foot. Or less right foot. Well, as long as you're talking about doing unintended burnouts, uh, you might need a, a new set of wheels and tires. Oh, so you're talking about calling Catherine at four-wheel parts. Our uh, next guest. Let me dial. Hi. Hello, is this Catherine Reinhardt from Four Wheel Parts? The one and only. What's happening? Hey, wait, wait, wait. You can't talk yet. We have to play a quick intro. Don't move, Catherine. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts. And your wife warns you not to. And then you want to come back. Now, Holman, we've talked to a lot of people in the parts department, but we've never actually talked to someone at such a big parts department. Like, four-wheel parts is, I think, arguably the biggest? Well, I'm pretty sure we made that intro by just going through their catalog. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the bottomless catalog. Exactly. Thank you so much, guys. I'm really excited to be on. I feel like uh, we've been talking about this for a while, but here we are actually making it happen. Two and a half years. I know, right? <laughs> I think you were one of the first people that I ever reached out to, and you're like, sure, no problem. Uh-huh. And then again, sure, no problem. And then we see you on the trail. Wait, and that, and was, sure, uh, no problem. that was two companies ago, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, maybe, was it iBuck, MagnaFlow, was it Pilot, or RBP? Or I guess it was one of those she worked at when we first asked her. It's, it's us, isn't it? You're, you're trying to... Uh, uh, go into witness protection, and we keep finding you. Is that what's what's happening here? <laughs> Maybe something like that. Maybe it's your follow-up skills, not mine. Oh, oh. there's no way because every time we see, every time Wait, I hold on. watch it, four I, I, hold on, I have the litmus what? test. I have what? the litmus test. Yeah. Did we ever give you a T-shirt? No. Yep, it's definitely us. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so, Catherine, we want to hear about Four Wheel Parts, but I, I really briefly, I want to find out, because you've been in this game for quite some time, right? You're now head of something or other over at Four Wheel Parts. You're some big executive muckety-muck. But you came up like you've been in this industry for a long time, starting, I, I think, was Four Wheel Parts your first gig? Let's go in the Wayback Machine here. Oh, my God. How long ago? Uh, well, let's see, Jay. The first time you and I met each other, oh, my gosh. I, I probably was working at Spectre at the time. So this is in the... Either this was a long time ago or she erased it from her memory banks and she's <laughs> having purpose. to yeah, know, remake right? those connections in her neurons. <laughs> I, I think well, this is going to be, what, mid-90s? Like four or five? Somewhere in there? Six? Hold on. Listen, let's not date ourselves um, <laughs> but no uh it was the early 2000s and i met you through a friend of ours this is back when you still had long beach clothing oh yeah the okay time i met you was when i came down to your shop at the pike oh my gosh okay yeah that's right and you came down with her buddy jimmy james so but then were you at you had not started at ibok just yet right no, I never worked at Ibok. You um, didn't? No, I, no. I no. guess I just was a really good ambassador. You missed the uh, you missed the bit. Jay was supposed to tell say, "Here's the five companies. Tell us which one is wrong." Uh, right? <laughs> I should have done. Yeah. Which one is not like the other? <laughs> yeah, that's how we could have covered uh, our tracks on that one. <laughs> uh, okay, so you were a brand ambassador for Ibok. I mean, if that means they gave me free springs and I had to go talk about it, yes. Okay, okay all that's right. fair. So, yeah, cool. well, that's kind of what you cut I'm your chops, giving. Right? I'm giving you half a point on that uh, lightning. Okay, that's, that's half worth it. All right, wait, hold on a second. I get a... All right, uh, good. No, only half a ding. So I can't take half away. It would be <laughs> like right. a rip. Yeah. Well, take us through quickly where you came up. Yeah, so uh, I went to, from Spectre to Go Rhino, so all the off-road uh, parts and accessories for Jeeps and trucks. And then I went to Magnaflow. And then I did a brief stint over at uh, RVP, Rolling Big Power. And then now I'm over at Ford WP. That was 20 years in like 10 seconds. <laughs> and in the last 20 years, I've been here. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, rotting yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's like to uh, walk into a different company and have a different desk. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's, you, well, that's, that's, yeah, you have. I have. You have. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> and your check has come from like 10 different organizations. <laughs> that's true. I think I've had eight companies in my uh, nearly 20 years here. But same group of men and women around you for the most part, right? No, I mean, I'm one of the last. No, I just play Survivor really well. Yeah, you are I'm the still, last man standing. I'm still on the island for now. <laughs> you haven't been voted off yet. Not now, yet. wait, do you still have your clothes? Are you eating shellfish? Like, how are you surviving? I'm actually eating sand. Oh, sand. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping to get some of those sand fleas are in there and I'll uh -huh. get the protein out some of that. Some nutrients. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Catherine, tell us about landing at Four Wheel Parts. As many uh, may know, Four Wheel Parts was purchased by Polaris not too long ago and um, is expanding the company and doing great things. So tell us what's going on over there. And I know that you are kind of behind their latest wheel launch, correct? Yeah. So um, Ford WP has 95 stores uh, nationwide, uh, some of which are in Canada. And uh, we have a big expansion plan. We're going to continue opening up more stores. We're going to continue driving people to the Four Wheel Parts website. Uh, we are the Jeep and truck place for you to get any and all parts, whether that be um, front, back, under, inside, up top, whatever you can think of, we've got it at our store. And so for me, uh, I came in earlier this year, and I'll actually tell you guys, I started the job, and five days later, COVID hit. 
And um, I've spent more time at home than I have at the office. And it's a little surreal uh, working for a company. And luckily, because I worked for so many other brands, as you guys have clearly pointed out, um, I knew a lot of the people and I know the process. But but to actually work for the company and then be sent home and I haven't been back since is a little weird. How do you decide to get in the wheel game? Or, or is this not four, four wheel parts? Uh, uh, four WP. Four WP. Yeah, but let's let's rewind that for a second. Do you know the history? The reason that they have kind of moved away from the the, the phrase four wheel parts and went to four WP. You know, four wheel parts. Everybody knows the the company. Everybody knows the stores. But one of the things we were trying to do was create some additional branding within the private label parts that we were making. So I think you guys know about some of the other brands that we have: the Procomp, Smitty Builds, Poison Spider. Um, you know, there's a ton of different brands that we have internally. We wanted to have our own brand of wheels and tires. And what better way to brand it than with the 4WP factory logo? And so what does a factory designate? Because that's a, that's a new branding term for you guys. Yeah, I mean, basically it's just saying, hey, you're getting some really quality products directly from the factory with good pricing. And so what we were trying to do was just let them know, hey, you're getting them from us and you're getting a good deal and you're getting a quality product. You're eliminating the, uh, the the private labeling in the middleman. So you guys are basically getting them direct and then passing that on yeah. to the consumer. Exactly. So let's talk about your new tire line. Looks like they uh, come in uh, 33s, 35s, and Wait, 37s. wait, wait. Hold on a second. What? How are you going to blow past my wheels? You know I'm a wheel guy. Well, I, I, I left you an opening and you were Not like much. staring out the window. No, what are you talking about? I'm looking at the website and I was I had a little drool coming out of the uh, the corner <laughs> of my mouth. I got to be honest with you. Uh, which, can which can you, you take like better, Jay? The T series or the S series? I think the T. Totally the T. That's my favorite as well. I think so. So take us through who's designing these. Are are they in house? Are they uh, like how do these? How do you bring a wheel line? Two four-wheel parts because and, – and is this the first line of wheels that four-wheel parts has launched? Because four-wheel parts is known for selling everyone else's wheels. Now right. there's a lot of pressure on you guys to do your own. If you screw it up, there's a lot at stake. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. You know what? Uh, these wheels, uh, it was a, a very large internal team. We had some external partners as well make these wheels come to fruition. Um, I can't give you too many details. Um, you know, there's a little bit of uh, the green curtain right there. Ooh. It's a big boo. <laughs> but the good news is the really quality wheels. We've already sold out of a lot of the T-Series style uh, sizes. So that tells us that they're really working well in the market space. We've had a ton of ambassadors use them, get some great photography of them. It's actually uh, a wheel that's doing really, really well. And these are all cast wheels? So they're um, flow formed. So it's a, it's the middle of cast wheels and forged wheels. That sounds like uh, marketing dust. Well, no, <laughs> tell me more. Well, <laughs> yeah. What is what is the middle? Wait, hold on. They're either cast where aluminum is poured into a mold, or they're forged where they're created out of pressure from a piece of billet. So tell us, how does this work? Yeah, so it's basically the pressure of the inner barrel inside the wheel. And while spinning, it, it, it actually spins after it's already been casted. So the process stretches and go, compresses the aluminum. So does that give you all of the grains of aluminum in the correct direction for strength? Yeah, so it actually increases the strength of the, of the wheel. It's actually really neat. And what are the wheels rated at? Because I know uh, a lot of trucks these days, especially even modified Jeeps, uh, there's a, a lot of weight on the on them. And so you also 
you want them to be strong enough for impact protection, but you also want them to be able to hold the load that everybody's putting on overlanders or getting uh, beat down a trail in Baja. Yeah, no, for sure. This, these are definitely wheels that you can take off-road. You can take them overlanding. You can take them racing. They're definitely wheels that you can depend on. Uh, are you getting into beadlocks or the serious race stuff, or are they uh, pretty much daily driver at this point? Yeah, daily driver at this point. We're not getting into the hardcore race stuff right now. No no simulated beadlocks, anything like that. But if you're telling me that that's where the market needs to go, then listen, I'll happily uh, write a little note for you. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, well, here's what Holman I think. would better yeah. it would would be better in this topic. But I think that you're you did the right thing first, right? I mean, the giant market is yeah, obviously over go the broad, stuff, but right? but I think that there's a big market for um, what I would call a protection ring. So it's not a beadlock. It's not really even a simulated beadlock. But what it is is a removable lip. So if you get rock rash on it, you can easily replace those. Ah. And uh, in that way, you have a good-looking wheel all the time. So I know a lot of people who have wheels like that where they have a set of beauty rings that are maybe painted the color of their Jeep or an accent color of their truck or whatever, and they've got a set for off-roading, and they got a set for uh, the street. That way they can get them all dinged up and bashed and rock rashed on the trail and easily without having to dismount the tire or anything. You know, it's 10 bolts, and they can swap out rings. So. That would be the one thing that I would say you guys should look at because I, I'm a big fan of being able to replace the uh, the outer protection ring. Oh, that's great. It sounds like you're also curving a lot of wheels. So, thank you. <laughs> he can't drive. Uh, yeah, on, no. Yeah, on boulders. <laughs> yeah, he's like a blind old man pulling into Costco, scraping everything. <laughs> if the Costco was on the Rubicon. <laughs> uh, okay. With, fr- with friends like you guys. Four Wheel Parts has been in the tire business for, since the 80s, I want to say. Is that true? Uh, well, we've been in business since 1961. Um, when we started selling tires, I don't know the exact date, but we've been selling Procomp tires for a very long time. So how does the new 4WP factory tire slot into the lineup? Because I think a lot of people know you for your Procomp tires. Yeah. So the big difference is this is an RT tire. So it's kind of that hybrid in between a MT and an AT. So this one's a little bit unusual where it's got some of the, uh, mannerisms of being on the street and the road and the reduction of noise, but it still can uh, really claw and uh, compete in a off-road environment. So Procop used to have a similar tire category. I think it was the, uh, the Extreme. And so is this replacing that in the lineup or is this just another option for somebody who is looking for an aggressive all-terrain? Oh, great question. It is a completely different tire. Um, it does have a similar name with it being the RT Extreme, um, but it is going to be uh, a different mold, a different pattern, different terrain. Uh, all of it is completely different. One of those things that uh, we just kind of deal with as off-road enthusiasts is just noise. And it's interesting that a lot more manufacturers are considering that. You know, if you went back to the Mickey Thompson days in the 80s, like guys who lifted, you know, trucks out here on the West Coast or anywhere for that matter, just going down the highway, just burr, and we I just, mean, I think those were Interco Super Swampers. Is that what it was? Thing. Oh, yeah. It weren't the Mickey Thompsons? I mean, I'm sure you can find a set today. They're probably pretty loud. <laughs> right. It's just they're still out there that are loud, but most guys just want grip, want terrain handling, but they just don't want it to. They want it, let's Well, I think work. vehicles changed, right? I think that people are spending a lot more money for their vehicles. I think the modern vehicle is so quiet that people want to retain that. I don't think they cared before because they were so noisy and – you know, or if it was your trail rig and it was clapped out and you didn't have windows in it anyway and or but floorboard. I, you know, you you know, know what's different today? Cell phones. 
We now have conversations in our cars yeah. where in 1988 you'd be like, bah, rah, 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 and you'd be like, yeah, they didn't. In, during the advent of the uh, the Zach Morris brick phone, you know those Motorola's, they still had some loud tires. I still have one of those. Do you really? You kept yours? Do you have it on the shelf with like lighting on it so that it is like a museum piece? Oh, like a pin light? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like on the corner, just to remind you of uh, simpler times. Listen, my husband and I, I don't want to get off topic here, but this Why? is Why? That's all we now. do. <laughs> we get off that, topic. That's pretty much how we do the and show. We're, next, we're going to talk about food. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we my do. My husband Barbecue. has a cell phone collection Ooh. in our garage. He co- has all of these old cell phones from like the 80s, the 90s that he still has. It's like a museum in my garage. So he's got the uh, the Nokia, the uh, uh, what you call the chocolate bar, or whatever that one's called, and he's going to have the StarTac from it, Motorola. No, 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 it's the Razor from Motorola. The Razor, no, the StarTac was the first. Like, no, the Razor one. was the first cool one. Yeah, because you could with your pinky. I know you, you can flip it, it over with a flip yeah. phone. I know, I know. But the Razor looked way cool. Does he have the T-Mobile, the one that flips around? He's got like all of them. Oh, Blackberry, the right? Oh, the Sidekick. Oh, the sidekick. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah. sidekick. Dude, I still have a Mr. Cartoon sidekick. I wonder if it's worth anything. Uh, I don't Mr. Know. Cartoon, the head tattoo over artist. To, head over to eBay. eBay to find Check out. It out. Yeah. All right. All right, so let's go through uh, some of the uh, features that you guys have on the new uh, RT tire, or I guess it would be the Extreme R- uh, RT from 4WP Factory. I and, just want to make sure I get this and, right. And let me ask you this, not, not as an insult or anything, Catherine. You know I love you, but Extreme in 2020, that, that phrase – doesn't it? Did you know you went through like the motocross phase and all that in Southern California where everything was extreme? Is it come full circle like neon dolphin shorts, or is it cool again? Um, listen, I'm not going to take the name credit for this <laughs> by any means. Um, it may have already been decided before I got to Four Wheel Park. I see. Um, but let's also make sure you guys remember it's extreme with an X. I was just going to say e. that. There's no E on there, so it's clearly a different take on the word. So it's, it's Nobody's ex- ever done that it's before. It's an extreme use of extreme. <laughs> Got it. Okay. No or, or misspelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go through some of uh, the features such as uh, available in a 33, 35, 37, and load range D, E, and F. And then um, it looks like you guys have a high ratio contact area. Would you mind explaining yourself? <laughs> what, what, hold on a second. Is, I just figured I'd go down the spec sheet and she could tell us what all you, this are means. Are you an attorney? And she's she's. This is her deposition. <laughs> We're having a tire deposition right now. Listen, basically it makes more contact with the road with, than some of the other manufacturers out there. Explain last longer. <laughs> That's one of their bullet points. Last longer? Yeah, last longer. Well, okay. I feel like I could ask you the same question, Sean. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. <laughs> but she didn't mean it that way. Oh, she didn't? O- only you thought of it that <laughs> oh, way. Oh, sorry. That, that was all on you. Oh, wow. Uh, it's quieter. 90% uh, less road noise than a leading MT. And I, I can't, can't say the name of that leading MT, but listen, I think you guys understand what, what it sounds like inside the cab with those MTs on. All right. Um, extreme traction on the trail. You have uh, what you guys are referring to as a robust tread design. It's a really cool tread. <laughs> uh, here's one for lightning. A uh, thick three-ply sidewall. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. She ha- no, Catherine has not said that she yet. Said no, that? I'm asking her about oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Obviously providing maximum protection from off-road hazards. And then you have the uh, offset shoulder blocks. So uh, do you want to yeah. uh, talk about offset shoulder yeah, blocks? I mean, we actually did go out and test them. We took them to Johnson Valley. We took them up to Big Bear. So we were actually able to take these into some off-road terrain. Um, they worked out really well. We were actually really impressed with uh, how much they clawed into the dirt, um, the sand. 
um, some of the mud that we were able to find in Southern California. Um, it actually, uh, these are great tires. And open shoulder grooves and mud ejectors. And normally I see the term rock ejectors. I don't know if I've ever seen the term mud ejectors. Can you uh, explain that for us? Ejects mud. I mean, highly scientific, <laughs> highly, <laughs> highly technical. So I learned about this recently. So okay. when, you're, when you're looking down at the tire, you're looking at the tread yeah. pattern, right? Down inside the grooves, it's, right? It's usually a little triangle sides, right? or a little That's bar. exactly right. It's, yeah. But it's set down. It's usually yep. like less than an eighth of an inch mm-hmm. tall, but it prevents the rock from pushing all the way down into the tread and getting captured. And as the tire flexes, that little thing tends to pop the uh, rocks out of the tread too. That's exactly what it does. But this is a mud ejector. I'm guessing that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong from a technical standpoint, you have thousands of tiny holes in the tire and you use the air pressure inside the tire to shoot the mud away from the tread. Is I'm that true? guessing no, that that oh. is false. No, that's probably not the right answer. Okay. All right. No. Uncompromising quality, progressive quality, and direct to you value. Where do these sit? Obviously, there's a ton of name brands out there and you being part of 4WP, you guys carry a host of brands that are outside of just your house brands. So where would this sit in that hierarchy of tires if somebody said, hey, I need a 35, 12, 50, 17 for my Tacoma or something like that? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. There's uh, some tire manufacturers out there that do a really great job uh, on their tires. These are not going to necessarily be the best on the market, but they're going to hold their own. And I think they're going to be kind of priced right in the middle of the market. Foro Parts is known for some really great deals. A lot of times you have deals on wheels where you buy three, get one free, and things like that. Are you guys going to do a deal where you package your wheels and tires together for people looking for a whole solution for their brand newly lifted truck? I feel like you've been tapping my phone. (laughs) That is not true. Yeah, I mean, definitely. In the future, we'd like to be able to combine these and have wheels and tires uh, packages that are going to be available at the store or online. Um, but we also want to partner with some of our other brands that we sell. So we've got BFG, we've got Toyo, we've got Mickey Thompson. We also have some great wheel manufacturers, uh, whether it's the Methods, the Black Rhinos. There's a ton of different ways that we can combine them. And that's the beauty of going into the store. You can kind of pick and choose what you like the best. And the salesperson behind the counter can put together that package for you and get you the best deal possible. So many people may not know this. When I was working at K-Rock for all those years, I would host grand openings and re-grand openings for four-wheel parts. And the greatest group of managers of any store chain I've I've ever dealt with. Amazing guys, every, every guys and gals at every store location. But one thing that I noticed that was always amazing is that it seemed like four-wheel parts got the lion's share of brand new trucks and Jeeps with like two miles on them. Guys would buy a brand new Jeep and not even take it home to show the wives. They would just go straight to four-wheel parts, put it on a lift, put it on wheels, tire, do like do everything. Does it amaze you how many people take their vehicles right from the lot, right to four-wheel parts? No, it doesn't amaze me at all. I think it's perfectly great. I think this is what our industry is made out of, these people that won't drive a stock vehicle because they love the aftermarket so much. And you're really kind of touching on one of our other services, which is our uh, DSI, our dealer services unit. And they actually go out to all those dealerships and put together these really cool packages for those trucks and Jeeps that they can actually put 
on the showroom floor to help attract new customers into the dealership and then eventually hopefully buy one of those vehicles that are already outfitted with all the Ford BP parts. No, I think it's really cool. I think that's what our industry is all about. Nobody wants to drive stock. I can't tell you how many vehicles I've bought straight from the dealer and just said, I need wheels and tires today. I huh. can't wait. Huh, this is interesting. Uh, that brings us uh, to a particular question I have for you. Uh, without us, we uh, just to, we can assure the audience, you and I have not had this uh, conversation before. You and me or you no, and Catherine? No, Catherine and I. Okay. And this, you just uh, stand by for a moment. Uh, Catherine, what would you say, you've been in the industry a long time, you're a member of uh, SEMA, what would you say the percentage is of F-150s oh, that are modified. No, he's going to put no, me on blast. Hold on. Let's just see what she says. Okay. Just shoot from the hip. The, per- the, percentage, the percentage of Ford F-150s that are modified. modified for beautification. No, 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 no. <laughs> no caveats. Okay. All right, Catherine, it's all you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Timpani. The number of, or the, I'm sorry, the percentage of F-150s that are modified... Catherine Reinhardt, what what says you? Thirty five percent. All right, we're both <laughs> we're both losers on that one. Okay, well I'm I feel like I'm closer. It doesn't matter if you're closer. I'm much closer because no. you're saying seventy five and I said fifteen. It's not, but it's not a closer. So she had a very thoughtful answer. She didn't just blurt out, oh, hundred percent, you know, whatever. She's thought, oh my god. F-150s are the most popular, you know, truck on the planet, basically, or at least in the U.S., and a lot of them are fleet vehicles that are just going no, untouched. No, no, now, no. Now no, you're... No, I'm guessing no, that that... What no, was, no, wait, no. Stop. Let's now ask you her the are, thought process. You are feeding your point to no. her. Let's ask her... Stop and let's ask this Catherine is like, her thought process. This is like a bad uh, presidential debate. <laughs> Where we're just screaming at each other. Wait, wait, wait. Am I the moderator? Uh, sort of. There, you don't know this, but we've had this ongoing discussion where our re, our uh, listeners have sent in emails and and have I've got about eight tally marks under my name and and Lightning has two or three under his about the percentage of F-150s modified. I think it's around seventy five percent. He was saying fifteen, but then he was saying, but don't count. Any kind of like fleet or commercial, don't count this, don't count that. And so he has this very arbitrary thing. So we thought since you're an expert in the space, maybe you could uh, solve our uh, our dilemma here and uh, prove one of us super wrong. And instead, you made both of us wrong. Yeah, kinda, she she got to split the difference. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so you're no help to us. <laughs> unless no, I, wanna, I could be here. Unless I, unless I need wheels or tires, then, then we'll then be she calling. She can help you, exactly. Well, 35% on the board. All right, put it on the board. All right. All right, 35. Okay. Catherine Reinhardt, 35% F-150. All right. Well, you're on You're on the board. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I don't know how yet, but we're going to figure it out, and we're going to come up with an answer. Okay, well, so- Well, what about the final answer is, can you put it on a t-shirt so I can get one? <laughs> oh! <laughs> wait a second. There's another one. I know. She's, she's, got, she's throwing zingers the left and right. All right. Someone's better at this than we are. <laughs> okay. So what's next? What should we be on the lookout for four-wheel parts? What are you guys – what's embargoed? What, are, what shouldn't we be talking about? What will get you in trouble with the executives? Go for it. Oh, uh, probably <laughs> being on the show. Um, no, uh, you know, with the executives, there's so many new opportunities for us to come up with new parts, um, come up with uh, – New ideas for applications. Um, obviously, with Jeep and truck in, in mind, um, there's also a new segment. And, Sean, I don't know, because I did run into you at an Overland event a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you noticed how many CUVs were in the parking lot with either uh, a roof rack or wheels and tires or a lift. 
dare oh, yeah. I say? Yeah, I'm Spacer Lives. Like and... a new market segment being created. And I don't know if that's because we're in Southern California, but I feel like no, because, I'm seeing it um, all over the place. I was just in Montana and I was just in Colorado recently. And what happened was this uh, this fringy group of Subaruers who decided that they wanted to live the overland lifestyle. And there's a little robust Subaru aftermarket. And then all of a sudden, other Subaruers went, hey, I can do that? And so I believe it started with basically the uh, the Foresters and the XVs and the Outbacks. But now there's been some more, you know, the newer CUVs are a little bit more rugged. So I've been seeing the brand new RAV4 with a lot of stuff on it. Um, yeah. And there's quite a few of that category. You got the uh, uh, Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk. And what are they doing to these things? You're saying they're, they're, they're putting getting, them on a mild lift? Yeah, they're and like a two-inch lift and getting like 30 or 31-inch tires, usually like mud terrains with roof racks and tents and all that. And there's a bunch of companies yeah. out there that are making mini or life-size or uh, light uh, tents for the roof that aren't like the big ones you'd have on your, you know, Lightner rack on your Tacoma or something like that. And... Uh, I just was up uh, visiting our friends at GoFast, and they have their new Superlight um, tent that's coming out. 1200 bucks, weighs 80 pounds. You can easily take it on or off. It isn't going to ruin the handling of your CUV. So, yeah, I would, I, I will absolutely say that this is a, a, a fringe but burgeoning market that's coming mainstream right now. Hmm. Well, between us girls, that's something I'm taking a deeper dive at, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we come up with something available for those CUV owners in the future. I mean, if you launch a product line at Four Wheel Parts, I mean, you can, you're such a big ship, like you can change the tide. See, if it's me and I'm I'm the brand uh, marketer who has to do that product planning and analysis, mm-hmm. I think the easiest way to court those people is to figure out what are the top five accessories that they're adding. I'm guessing, to me, it's probably going to be wheels, tires, spacer, roof rack, and then some sort of roof rack accessories or a tent. And I would offer three levels, let's say, of a package. Here's suspension wheels and tires, or you can go to level two, and that adds uh, you know, roof rack and this thing, <laughs> level three. Stage three. Right. And then that Stage. way, it's a turnkey <laughs> solution because I think a lot of these people, because the, the market is sort of a little bit spotty with coverage for these vehicles, and people are either having to adapt or there's a lot of little guys making stuff, but nobody really has like a, a holistic solution. I would be the person that comes in and says, bam, Subaru Forester owner, level one, level two, level three. Well, well that's what I'm saying. If four-wheel parts does something like that, all of a sudden it's now a thing. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing, right. I think you're on the right track. Well, that or you're going to steal my job. Uh, well, I, I still have one for now, so... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully you still need each other. Yeah, this should be a symbiotic relationship. You need parts and she needs press. That's good. Yeah. Right? That's, that's Absolutely. A, I like that. All right, so we're going to keep our eyes open on four-wheel parts. If you guys need or want to check out all the new uh, the wheels and tires, you can go to fourwheelparts.com. That's or uh, four, with a four. Yeah, number four. The number four. Yeah. Or you can go number4wp.com as well. All right, Catherine. Well, congratulations on the new gig. We're excited. I, I loves me some four-wheel parts, as you know, and uh, we got to hook up and uh, grab a coffee or a beer or whatever you're I feeling I see like. what you just did there. So you use the word gig because you're hoping that uh, she'll hire you to launch some of her new products in store. I can tell. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> when COVID's over, maybe. Yeah. You know, they just stretch. Are you, <laughs> li- <laughs> lightning's available. <laughs> Four feet. <clears throat> yeah. That's really just wheels and tires. Yeah, maybe so. Thanks for uh, hanging out and uh, talking about the uh, the new product lineup. And hopefully it'll be uh, less than two and a half years before you uh, grace us with your presence again. Uh, you guys are too kind. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. You got it. We love you. Talk to you later. See ya. Okay.
Talking to Catherine makes me want to go to uh, Four Wheel Parts and just uh, just Oogle. The sad oh, thing oh, is, wait, is it Oogle or Ogle? I always forget. Uh, we always do this. It's Ogle. It's Ogle. Okay, I'm gonna I want to go to Four Wheel Parts and I want to Ogle over stuff. Yeah, the last the problem time, is they're closed you're gonna right laugh. Now. Wait, wait, wait. You're gonna laugh. What? No, it's closed now. Guess what? The last thing is that I bought, that I paid for, at a Four Wheel Parts. Do I get any hints? I mean, it's just going to be. Um, it's something that both trucks and jeeps would use off-road. Tow hooks or shackles. Try again. I'll give you two oh. more guesses. It's close to a shackle or a tow hook, but it's not. And you'd use it off-road, so it's probably not a hitch or a pintle. Or one of those big monster hooks. Do they sell one of those? Hmm. They, I think they do sell monster do hooks. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably not a uh, eh, toe strap. A recovery strap. All right. Which I have still in the shrink wrap in my garage. Why did you buy it? I don't know. <laughs> I huh. swear to you, I don't know. The good ones are like eighty bucks. I. Um, it technically wasn't at one of the. It you know four wheel parts before COVID. They do these big uh, festivals where you can go and all the vendors from four wheel parts show up at yeah. a convention center. Yeah. And I was the one in Ontario, California, yeah. and I was walking the by four wheel fest. I think that's a four wheel fest. Yeah. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I was walking by, and I go, "Huh, I need one of those." Walked up to the counter, bought it. Um, and I don't know why. Guess next time we go off roading, you should bring it. <laughs> I, I, but you already have recovery gear. Yeah, but let's use yours. I'm, dude. I okay. Oh sure. wait, I never get stuck. Although I almost got stuck uh, this morning. You did? Where? What? What? Because the uh, camp spot I found next to this river uh-huh. was in this deep, deep beachy sand mm-hmm. that. W- and I'm at street pressure, and so last night I just roll in and I kind of just burp, I'm done. And this morning I got up and I was like, I'm like, oh. Oh, no. So I just uh, reversed out of that, threw it in four low, popped right back out and crawled out. Oh, good. Out. Got like, it. All right. Well, I didn't need my max track. So it was like planing on water out of, you know, with a boat? <laughs> yeah, kind of got like, up on top of it? <laughs> just, yeah, I got to, uh, had to get my flotation on. All right. Well, that was a uh, an interesting show, Mr. Holman. I think we just did, um, we didn't do an admirable job. It was acceptable at best. I think we had a lot of technical difficulties that uh, if you do your job right, nobody will uh, be able to pinpoint. Oh, good. I like that. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. I kind of feel like we need to have a fun episode where we leave our technical errors in there and whoever can guess and find all ten of them gets a t-shirt. It's an Easter egg hunt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, hey, no, no, There's no. that one point where Holman flubbed. There's a bad edit here. I'm like, no, no, that's normal. No, I want to keep that stuff off air. <laughs> If people yeah. only saw how uh, how tall the junk pile in our cutting room floor is right now, <laughs> we need a new building. I wade through it every time I go home. I open the door. My wife's like, are you going to clean that out? And, no, these are all the edits still on the <laughs> yeah, floor. We're not picking them up. We don't want to. Because if we were to pick them up, we would be admitting the, uh, the horribleness of, uh, you know, what we are before we edit ourselves. I mean, listen, on this particular episode, I think suckage meter was, was pinned. No, no, I barreled over. Oh, yeah, I broke that little uh, end stop needle the off. needle? Yeah. Oh, really? Of completely all the way did around. Did it lap or did it take a full Yeah, you know, it's like on your uh, Apple Watch when you do a workout and the ring goes all the way over and then starts chasing itself. Yeah, that's how <laughs> that's this was. We did. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, well we, I think then we owe our audience an apology. Nope. We just owe them our socials. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. At LBC Lightning, uh, at Sean P. Holman, and at Truck Show Podcast on your favorite socials. 
And uh, don't forget to leave us a message on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Hey, we want you guys to start the show for us. So please, leave us a message on the five-star hotline, and uh, we'll get you uh, to start the show. And if you want a brand new, amazing Titan, go down to your local Nissan dealer. Don't even spec one. Just walk right in and just float in the sea of Nissan-ness and just choose one. Just be like, that one was tailor-made for me. Just like cover your eyes to this point and go, salesman, saleswoman, I want that one. And then you're pointing to like the donut shop across the street or something. <laughs> and, well, they your, your eyes are still closed, so oh, okay. the salesperson turns you around and points you to <laughs> yeah, the. Because uh, you're pointing at the coffee machine and you go, no, that's for closers only. <laughs> that's exactly. And he right. swings you over. You want this platinum reserve Titan? You no, know, dude, it was rad. So I did a uh, an open house at a Nissan dealer in Covina. Uh-huh. This is a year and a half or so ago, and they had a real movie popcorn machine. Okay. Like, and they were making popcorn, so I was just hanging out at the popcorn machine the whole time. It was you, so great. I was like, this is great. Why doesn't every Nissan dealer have a popcorn machine? They're like, well, they some, some have like a cappuccino machine, some have popcorn machines. They all have like their own thing. Can I tell you what the best thing with buttered popcorn is? To eat at the exact same time? That's Dr. Weird. Pepper. It's super weird. No, no, no. Cleansing your palate with Dr. Pepper after you eat the buttered popcorn is sublime. There's one next step that you can add to that equation that makes it epic. Jalapenos. Red vines. Uh, okay. Red All vines right. and buttered popcorn at the same time. Okay, but not purple so licorice. Good. No, 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 no. That's the worst. Red, and it can't be Twizzlers. It's red vines. The red, red vines. You think it, it cleans the palate of the salt? It's just they- amazing. It's, you get the sweetness and the chewiness, and then you get the crunchiness and the salty butteriness and the savoriness of the popcorn. All mishmashed so wait- together. And it's like, it's, it's like a... Uh, a foodgasm. Does the foodgasm? Do, I, that's weird because they opened up for Fugazi many years ago. Uh, different. Well, different. they they ended up getting a lawsuit over there in their names and the trademarks. Too close. And else. Yeah. So wait, will the licorice pull out the popcorn yes, kernels from it my actually teeth? Actually, does. Oh. So you get those little kernels that get in your gums. Yeah. Yeah, and then the licorice pulls it out, and then it all washes down with Dr Pepper. That's how you watch a movie. Or that's how you visit your Nissan dealership <laughs> <laughs> and say, "I refuse to eat your popcorn." Unless you provide red vines with it. And a Dr. Pepper. And a Titan XD Platinum Reserve with zero gravity seats, Fender Audio System. I have a feeling, you know what, I want one of our audience to do this. Uh-huh. If you're actually in the market to buy a Nissan, call them up and go, and it, this is already, ha- if you've got one picked out, but just straight up call like the sales manager and go, there's a black one sitting in your showroom right now. It's got my name on it. I will buy it if you have licorice, popcorn, and Dr. Pepper for me. Oh, they'd do that. I'd do it if I was there. Heck yeah. Okay. Did you close the deal? Try that. Yeah. NissanUSA.com. Check it out. Or your local Nissan dealer. So if you want to keep all of your brand new licorice supplied by your Nissan dealer all moist and chewy, you get a deck system and you store it in the left drawer or the right drawer. No, no, no. Popcorn in the left, licorice in the right. Oh, where do you put the Dr. Pepper? In the cup holders. Ah, good call. Do you like that? I yeah. I do like So hit up deck.com for all of your uh, confection storage needs. <laughs> confection store <laughs> needs? Yes. Is it confection store or confectionary? Confection storage needs. I'm sticking Oh, confection with it. storage needs. Yes. Not confection store no, needs. No, no, no. It's confection storage. Well, if store it was edge. confection store needs, then it would be like you were selling things out of the back of your Titan uh, Listen, our audience heard it right the first time. They understood me. Are you sure? Now you're unwinding what I said, and it's not making any sense. Deck.com. Guys, I seen the suckage meter. You've pinned the needle on this episode. Yeah, we did.
My brain is malfunctioning.